This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Gentlemen, start your engines. That was Tom Ridge, the governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with the command to fire the engines as we welcome you back to Pocono Raceway and today's live coverage of the Pennsylvania 500. Eli Gold alongside Barney Hall, Joe Moore, Kurt Becker, and Fred Armstrong are out on the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder on pit road in the garage area as the field roars to life. And these guys are ready to get back at it, Barney, because uh, we've had uh, a bit of a break in the schedule, so it seems. Yeah, most of the guys this morning said, man, let's get out there and get to racing. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Back in 43rd position is Rich Bickle in the Thornapple Valley meets Ford. The first plus financial Ford with Wally Dolan back aboard starts 42nd. 41st is Derek Cope in the Gumout Pontiac. The Phillips Consumer Commercial Ford that's uh, Jeff Bodine. He'll be starting 40th. 39th position is Robert Presley in the Jasper Engines Ford. The Paychecks Ford with Brett Bodine will start in 38th position. 37th is Bobby Hamilton, the Kodak Film Chevrolet. 36th, Johnny Benson, the Cheerios Ford. The Mattel Hot Wheels Pontiac with Kyle Petty goes from 35th. Jerry Nadeau starts in 34th position in the Cartoon Network Ford. And starting 33rd will be Bill Elliott in the McDonald's Racing Ford. The Caterpillar Chevrolet with Hut Strickland is 32nd. And in 31st position is Sterling Marlin in the Coors Light Chevrolet. The Remington Arms Ford for Rick Mast will go 30th. 29th is the June winner here, Jeremy Mayfield in the Mobile One Ford. Mike Skinner has the Lowe's Chevrolet starting 28th. And 27th is Darrell Waltrip. That's the Pennzoil Chevrolet. The Heilig Myers Ford for Dick Trickle will start 26th. 25th, Dave Marcus, the Real Tree Camouflage Chevrolet. The Budweiser Chevy for Ricky Craven goes 24th. 23rd, Chad Little, the John Deere Ford. 22nd is Terry Labonte in the Kellogg's Chevrolet. And the Winston Ford for Jimmy Spencer out of Berwick, Pennsylvania, starts 21st. 20th starter will be Steve Grissom in the Kodiak Chevrolet. The Exide Batteries Ford with Jeff Burton starts 19th. The 18th position is John Andretti in the STP Pontiac. The Skull Bandit Racing Chevrolet has Kenny Schrader in 17th position. Starting 16th is Ernie Irvin in the Skittles Pontiac. The first Union Chevrolet with Jeff Green is 15th. Starting 14th will be Kenny Irwin. He will be in the Texaco Haviland Ford and the Tide Ford of Ricky Rudd will be 13th. Starting 12th, Ted Musgrave in the Prime Star Ford and the 11th position, Dale Jarrett has the quality care Ford credit Ford in that spot. Top 10, Michael Waltrip in the Wood Brothers Sitco Ford. He'll start 10th. 9th is Dale Earnhardt, the GM Good Wrench Chevrolet. The 8th starter, Kenny Wallace in the Square D Ford. And going 7th is Morgan Shepard driving the Little Joe's Auto Chevrolet. The Valvoline Cummins Ford for Mark Martin. He'll be starting 6th. 5th is Joe Nimichek in the Bell South Chevrolet. 4th starter is Bobby Labonte. The Interstate Batteries Pontiac. They've had a couple of engine questions throughout the weekend. We'll keep a close eye on that Pontiac as the day progresses. Third starter, Rusty Wallace. They changed an engine this morning in the Miller Lite Ford. Second starter, Jeff Gordon. The DuPont Automotive finishes Chevrolet. And on the Bud Pole, Ward Burton. The MBNA America Bank Pontiac. 168.805 miles an hour. His Bud Pole qualifying speed. Three drivers failed to qualify for the Pennsylvania 500. Gary Bradbury, Randy McDonald and Jimmy Horton all here but failing to qualify. 
200 laps on the two-and-a-half-mile layout. That's 500 miles for better than $2 million of a payday. The field gets set to head towards the start-finish line. We're set to go racing. Here's Barney Hall. Pace car behind the pit wall, down to the line. Green flag is in the air. The Pennsylvania 500 is underway. Two by two, they cross the line. First car to pull out, Rusty Wallace going to make a move. He stacks them three deep, and that'll be for the lead as they head for turn one. Wallace challenges Ward Burton, the Bud Pole winner, and Wallace wins at the end of the front straightaway. He takes the lead. Wallace in front of Burton. Jeff Gordon challenges him on the outside. That's the race for the second spot. Further back in the fourth position, you've got Bobby Labonte. They're headed to the tunnel turn for the first time. Now here's the challenge for the lead. Rusty Wallace gets to the front of the field, but Jeff Gordon is chasing him all the way over to turn number two. Meanwhile, Ward Burton, who sat on the pole, is still trapped down on the inside lane of the racetrack, trying to hang on to second. They work towards turn number three right now as they work on that slow RPM corner. They work again through the flat turn. Rusty Wallace pulls away. Jeff Gordon finds himself feeling some heat from behind. Everybody tries to swing out off the corner and Gordon now flanks to the inside. It's a battle for second behind the race leader Rusty Wallace. They'll again fly out some as wide as three wide heading down the main straightaway back to turn one. Drag racing for the second spot. Jeff Gordon the winner this time. He squeezes to the inside of Ward Burton. He'll get the second position. Ward quickly gets back down in line before Bobby Labonte takes a shot. He's riding in fourth just off the rear deck of Burton's car. Further back around the sixth position, Joe Nemechek feeling some heat. They're fanning out three wide behind him. Dale Earnhardt is on the inside lane of the racetrack. And then up toward the outside, Kenny Wallace and Morgan Shepard are right there, all shuffling back around position six, seven, and eight off of turn two. Kenny Wallace feeling the heat of Earnhardt down the straightaway, but everybody stays in line. The front 15 cars, all single file. Now the battle shapes up for third. Coming to the bottom, there is Bobby Labonte making the move on the inside. Bobby Labonte has just taken over the third position coming into turn number three. Now will set his sights on the front two. Rusty Wallace still leads. Jeff Gordon back to third place. That is still Bobby Labonte. Ward Burton has fallen back to fourth. Mark Martin rides fifth. Joe Nemechek is sixth. They're single file into one. Races for the fifth position. Joe Nemechek sneaked a peek to the outside of Mark Martin for a chance to get by. Got a little loose coming to turn one. He settles back in. Here's a challenge for the lead now as Gordon peeks underneath. Now Jeff Gordon changes lanes going from left to right. Looks up to the high side trying to get around race leader Rusty Wallace but nothing doing. Wallace fights him off. They come to the entry of the tunnel turn. Rusty Wallace hangs on to the race lead back to the north straight. Jeff Gordon digs in coming off the second turn. Now down the short straightaway. Gordon looks to the inside of Wallace but Wallace has the advantage down the chute coming into turn number three. Rusty Wallace shuts down the inside lane. Now he'll drift up just a half a lane here comes the second place car to the inside. Gordon trying to make the move off the turn. Can't do it. He'll just follow the tire tracks of Rusty Wallace back to the line. Bobby Labonte runs in third. Then Ward Burton. Mark Martin, if you're a fan of Darrell Waltrip, he started 27th. He's fallen back to 33rd here on lap number three. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC.
outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. He tried and tried and finally made the pass moments ago. Jeff Gordon, the new leader here in the Pennsylvania 500, after Rusty Wallace led laps one, two, and three. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back with you here at Pocono, Jeff Gordon leads, Rusty Wallace is second, then Bobby Labonte, Ward Burton, and Mark Martin. Martin has not really been getting off turn three quite as well as he would like. Certainly not poorly, Barney. He's running in fifth, but the car's been skating around just a bit on him as he comes off that flat turn. Yeah, but he's still been able to stay up there in the lead draft. In fact, he picked up one position the last time around, but the car is not dialed in quite like he would like it to be. As they go back to turn number one to see a little hard racing, Joe Moore, a little further back in the pack, looks like John Andretti picked up a couple of spots last time around. It's about the seventh position. Andretti tracking Ricky Rudd for a while. Finally saw the opening. Closer to the front, Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett are on the move off turn one. That's the battle for the seventh position. Dale Earnhardt down to the inside lane. Moves up around the inside of Kenny Wallace and Dale Jarrett's going to try to come with him. Morgan Shepard has backslidden outside of the top ten. Dale Earnhardt feeling the heat from Dale Jarrett now coming off the second turn, but Jarrett drops back in line. They'll stay single file down the short straightaway. Now off the gas, Setting up for turn number three. They'll dive down to the bottom. Earnhardt digs in, holds the low groove. No room for Jarrett to make the move in the third corner. Jarrett just sitting there waiting and watching. No one makes a move. Kurt mentioned Morgan Shepard. He is now back to 16th position. Meanwhile, the front five have pulled away now by two full seconds from the next battle led by Joe Nemechek. They're just staying together, Joe, and pulling away into the corner. Nobody stepping out of line. Everybody staying single file in that front five. That's helping them to pull away from the rest of the field. It looks like they're all working together in a competition. That they continue moving away from the second pack off turn one. Only driver in the top five who appears a bit restless, Mark Martin, back in the fifth spot. Took a peek to the outside of Ward Burton, Silver, and Green Pontiac. But for now, Mark Martin will stay in line, single file off the tunnel turn. Now Burton getting itchy, looking to the inside of Bobby Labonte. That's the battle for third. Took a peek there, just coming off the second corner. But Labonte is strong down the straightaway. He'll open up about two car lengths on Burton. Burton digs in, looks to the inside, but Labonte is there. They'll stay pat and turn three. Well, instead of racing that hard from second position on back for the moment, the best thing they can do is kind of stay in line and not let Jeff Gordon get too far away. Still a five-car breakaway at the front of the field. From six on back, that's Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt, and Dale Jarrett. That's where the scramble's going to be. In fact, here goes Dale Jarrett right now working on Earnhardt in turn one. Jarrett sees an opportunity down the inside of Earnhardt if he can squeeze in there in turn one, and he does. Earnhardt gives him plenty of racing room, so Jarrett on the move trying to pull up even with Earnhardt. Can't quite do it. Earnhardt gets off turn one a little better and holds Jarrett off. Earnhardt in the seventh position now, changes lanes, looks to the inside of Joe Nemechek, trying to steal away the sixth spot. They're side by side coming into the corner. Earnhardt squeezes up underneath of Nemechek and makes the pass. Joe Nemechek battles back though on the inside, coming off the corner, cuts it to the left, but that puts him on the inside of the racetrack and Dale Jarrett tries to blow by on the outside. Now Nemechek dives down to the inside of Earnhardt. They're side by side, coming off turn three. At the same time, 12th spot change hands as Jeff Burton makes the move across the tunnel turn inside of Ricky Rudd to grab a spot. Now it's Earnhardt at the stripe. Does come back out ahead of Nimichek and here goes Dale Jarrett moving to the inside of Nimichek's machine. We're at lap number nine as that battle is ongoing to turn one. Jarrett grabs the inside line. Does beat Nimichek into turn number one. He'll pick up the position and what an opportunity
opportunity. Dale Earnhardt swept wide in turn one. Jarrett had a great view to the inside, but was not close enough to strike. A little further up in the top five, Mark Martin finds a way around Ward Burton and steals the fourth spot away from him. Now here comes Earnhardt riding in sixth. He works his way back off the corner. Dale Jarrett in pursuit of Earnhardt coming off turn number two. Now they'll move to the outside wall. Everybody stays single file. Joe Nemechek breaks out of the draft only for a moment. Drops back in line. He'll have to guard his backside. Kenny Wallace is there. Wallace peeks inside. Nothing doing in turn three. Just to give you an idea how strong the front five are running, we're just about to put ten laps on the scoreboard as they cross the line, and they have a little better than maybe a fifth of this front straightaway on Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett and the rest of the field as they go back to one. Joe, those front five are really getting gone. Yeah, they're really moving out, but not a whole lot of distance between themselves. Rusty's not letting Gordon get too far away. Bobby Labonte staying pretty close to Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin drops back a little bit, but he looks back, and Ward Burton is right there with him. Here again, a battle between the two Dales off turn one. Dale Jarrett started to move to the inside of Dale Earnhardt in a battle for the sixth position. Then just as quickly, Jarrett got back up in the line. So for now, Earnhardt is sixth, Jarrett is seventh, Joe Nemechek is eighth, Kenny Wallace rides in ninth. Kenny Wallace working on that eighth position, coming off the second turn, down the short straightaway. Nemechek on the outside of the racetrack holds his line. Wallace also stays in line. Meanwhile, the two Dales go at it again for sixth, but Dale Earnhardt is strong into the corner. Dale Jarrett can do nothing with him in turn three. Jarrett does close in just a little bit more through the turn, but he can't make the pass. We'll just settle right in behind. Then you've got Nemechek, Kenny Wallace, Michael Waltrip, Andretti, and Jeff Burton. Then it's another 20 car lanes back to Kenny Irwin, Ricky Rudd, Ernie Irvin, and Morgan Shepard, who we told you earlier had backslid to 15th. He's now running in 17th back to the corner. Working back into turn number one, Morgan Shepard driving in the unsponsored LJ race team Chevrolet. Seeing a little bit of heat now from Ken Schrader and Terry Labonte. They're starting to close in on Shepard exiting turn one. Again, all that traffic is back around the 17th position with Terry Labonte now getting out of line, going down to the inside for a run at Ken Schrader. Those two side by side, and Jeremy Mayfield moves up. He's part of that mix as well. Terry Labonte to 17th, Jeremy Mayfield up to 18th. Ken Schrader yields the inside lane to Jeremy Mayfield coming off the turn, cut it hard to the left, looked like he was going to try to take a stab at Mayfield coming off turn two, but gets back in line. Now Mayfield works over Terry Labonte, gains a car length on him as they race into turn number three. Jeremy working his way up to the field, trying to get up front and be a factor in winning this thing here the second time. 14 laps on the board here at Pocono Raceway as Jeff Gordon brings him across the stripe. He's got about a half second advantage now on Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte. Again, the front five continuing to stay aligned together. They have pulled away now, Barney, by five and a half seconds on the sixth place pack of cars. Yeah, they're really getting gone from everybody, so they don't really be the guys that are trying to get up there and stay in that lead draft, although it's hard to get lapped here at Pocono. It's so far around, but still you don't need to get a let them build up as much lead as they are. Joe Moore, we're looking down in front of you where Ricky Rudd is right now. That's the hottest uh, race on the speedway for the moment, that pack of traffic. Yeah, Ricky Rudd trying to hold off Sterling Marlin. Ken Schrader's in that mix as well. Schrader just staying in front of Rudd, but Marlin, the man in this trio, on the move. All that traffic is back around the 20th position in the running order. Here comes Rudd now, working his way into turn number two. Marlin is right behind him. Jeff Green and Mike Skinner also part of that battle. Marlin tried to overtake Rudd last time on the outside of turn number three. This time he'll do it on the inside of the 
short straightaway. Side by side, they'll drag race into the corner. Sterling Marlin digs in, dives to the bottom. Ricky Rudd loses a position in turn three. So that's an ongoing battle back in 20th and 21st spot. And by the way, in case you maybe hadn't seen or heard about it, there's another new paint scheme on the racetrack on that Sterling Marlin machine. The number 40 now black and gold. It labels with a new non-alcoholic beverage that's being offered by the folks at Coors. And uh, it's just another new look to try and get used to here. Yeah, we see, we see that a lot of times when they when they change colors on a car that you're so used to looking at race after race, uh, even though you know who's in the car when you see the number or whatever, it just takes a minute to say, now, am I sure who's in that car? But we'll get used to it after a few laps. 16 are on the scoreboard. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Why don't we take a swing down on pit road and check and see what the situation is in different teams. Our guys have had a chance to visit with some of their crew chiefs. We'll start with Jim Phillips. Well, the guy on my end that's on the move is the guy that won this race in June. That was Jeremy Mayfield. He started third that day. Today he started 29th. He's already up to 14th place, Barney. He's having a good run to talk to Paul Andrews. He said the car is right on the money right now, so he's really moving up. Winston Kelly. Well, Barney, most of the guys here in the middle section that started up front are fairly stable. Ward Burton, the Bud Pole Center, has dropped back to fifth place. Crew Chief Chris Hussey says it's just a little bit tight, wants to kind of skate up the racetrack, but they believe the track will loosen up, so they don't plan on making any drastic adjustments. You also talked about Morgan Shepard, who started up in the top ten, falling back to 16th. His car is just a little bit loose in the corners, meaning the rear of the car wants to kind of kick around and not get a good grip, so that's why he's falling back. Marty, what you got? Well, Sterling Marlin started 31st. He's now running 20th. Tony Glover says the car is real good. John Andretti also very happy with his race car. And Kenny Schrader and Terry Labonte are trying to work together. Schrader's a little bit loose, but Terry's car is kind of coming to him. He started 12th, but has fallen back to 17th at this point. They are trying to work together to get up through the field so they can get to the front. Meanwhile, problems for Kenny Wallace over the tunnel turn. Kenny Wallace's car off the pace, off of turn number one, Eli. He dropped down off the racing surface. There's a small service road that runs inside of the tunnel turn. He took that route through this corner, and he's still way down on the apron, heading over toward turn three. So Kenny may become the first casualty here this afternoon. We'll keep an eye on him and see if he'll be able to get back to pit road. He has still got a pretty good head of steam up in the short chute that we call up, working up to turn number three. It looks like he's going to make it into the pits. Of course, it's not been a stellar weekend at all, or a week actually for the whole team, because the word came down earlier in the week. That's Square D, the sponsor there, and Philmar Racing, the team owned by Phil Martassi. They'll be going their separate ways after this season, so the 81 bunch will be looking for a sponsor. But you've heard now the updates from Pit Road. We'll remind you that later today, the MRN Pit reporters will be selecting the winner of the First Union Pit Strategy Award. First Union will be donating $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary. 
on behalf of the team with the most impressive pitch strategy today. And for help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local First Union office or give them a toll-free call at 800-413-7898. Kenny Wallace just made that hard left turn into the garage area, and we'll get a word from him in just a moment to find out what the problem is. Meanwhile, the leader's over in turn two. Jeff Gordon is the race leader, still pursued by Rusty Wallace as they move off of the corner. Three-car lengths separate those two as they head off turn two, both drifting to the outside wall, now slowly drifting down to the inside, feathering off the throttle. Rusty Wallace maybe chops a car length down under deceleration into the corner. Now they're back on the gas off turn three and down the straightaway. So as they come back off the corner, they'll put another lap on the board. It will be lap number 20. Hutch Strickland came by moments ago, and it sounds as though that car's running just a little bit rough. But there's a great scramble still ongoing between Earnhardt and Jarrett. Here they come to the stripe at lap number 20, still battling side by side for six spots. Yeah, they've been bringing the crowd to their feet for the last eight or ten laps around. They'll get side by side. They'll stay that way. Let's see how they shape up as they go into turn one. Chevy and Ford charging into turn number one. Chevy leads the way. Earnhardt squeezes to the end side of Dale Jarrett. He'll grab the sixth position. Now the battle's on. Further back for ninth, John Andretti sneaks to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Those two side by side on the long pond straight. Now Andretti moves by and picks up the ninth position at the expense of Nemechek. Moments ago, positions six through twelve were tightly bunched. Now they're strung out considerably off turn two. Andretti opens up two car lengths now coming off the tunnel turn. Joe Nemechek drops back in line. Michael Waltrip trying to make a move to the inside but can't get by as he runs down the straightaway. Everybody's Stays single file as they race into turn number three. John's got a good race car here this afternoon. We've watched him pick up about eight or nine positions since they put him under green a couple of other cars. We've been watching also Bill Elliott has picked up several spots, moving a little closer to the front of the field. And we talked about Sterling Marlin back there in the pack beginning to scramble also. He has picked up several positions as he works his way back up to the front. You find out in a hurry here at Pocono, as we've all been here many years, if that car is dialed in, you can kind of do some business, so to speak. If it's a little bit off, man, you have got a handful. But John Andretti's car, the SDP team, even when Richard Petty at the end of his career was not having those superb runs week after week, they always ran well here at Pocono. And just think about it, over the last couple of races, Andretti has moved from 21st to 14th in points. And if track experience means anything, John was telling us this morning that back in 1976, he used to race go-karts around this place with a guy by the name of Michael Andretti. They raced go-karts here at Pocono, so he might have more laps on this track than anybody. Yeah, and he's got a lot on the old road course out there mm-hmm. in the infield, too. I talked to him a little bit about that Friday. I didn't realize that he had that much experience here at Pocono, but he's getting around the racetrack real good right now. Meanwhile, Joe Moore, as the front five go by you, the interval between the front five and six on backs getting a little bit bigger. Probably one of the reasons for that, Barney, is the fact that the sixth-place battle will not go away. This is the one between Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett. Every time they come into the corner, Jarrett peeks out of the inside of Earnhardt for a chance to pull back. For now, Earnhardt holds him off, but he's not shaking Dale Jarrett. Here's Jarrett again taking a look to the inside of Earnhardt, coming back into turn number two. Gets back up in the line quickly because now Jeff Burton closing in to make that a three-way battle for six. The battle is joined by Burton coming off the second corner. He draws up on Jarrett, heading down the straightaway. Burton breaks out of the draft, powers by Jarrett really quick. He dives to the inside and blows by. He'll grab the position in turn number three. So that one swaps around. Rusty Wallace, meanwhile, closing in just a little bit on Jeff Gordon. And work seems to be continuing in the garage around the Kenny Wallace car. Let's get an update. Yes, it is. And Kenny Wallace, a part of that activity, he's got a transmission problem. The car is stuck in third gear. So he's in there trying to help them disconnect the transmission so they can put another one in so we won't interrupt them. 
but they got a transmission problem. The square D Ford stuck in third gear. It's a Chevrolet leading a Ford, then a couple of Pontiacs in third and fourth positions right now as we welcome you back to Pocono Raceway. The early stages of the Pennsylvania 500. Eli Gold, Barney Hall, Joe Moore, Kurt Becker, Fred Armstrong, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder, the MRN crew on hand with you here this weekend. Glad you're able to join us here at Pocono Raceway. First track that we are visiting for the second time here in 1998. Maybe Jeff Burton could be the quickest tr- uh, team on the racetrack right now. Jeff Burton has worked his way up to sixth position, and he's kind of knocking them off one by one as he goes around this racetrack, not having a whole lot of problem doing it either as he heads over toward the tunnel turn. Jeff Burton has already gotten by Dale Earnhardt. Now he's opening up the daylight. About two car lengths separate those two. Burton is so good down here, he's able to just glue it down to the bottom, drift off the corner. That's where he's getting his edge, coming off turn three. Another guy on the move also is Jeremy Mayfield. He has caught Kenny Irwin and Johnny Benson. They'll be battling right now for 10th, 11th, and 12th coming off turn number three back towards the stripe. They've also got John Andretti directly ahead of them. And behind them, it's Joe Nimichek now working to the inside of Michael Waltrip. So the middle of the field, some of the hottest racing in turn one. Nimichek opens the line down to the inside of Michael Waltrip, squeezes by to pick off the 13th position. Another fast comer, Sterling Marlin. He sees the opening underneath Nimichek. He challenges for that spot off turn one. Joe Nimichek rides along in 13th. Marlin started a move to the inside. Then he got back up into line. Now right single file coming back into the tunnel turn. Also part of that mix, Michael Waltrip is right there. He rides in the 15th position just in front of Morgan Shepard. Sterling Marlin had thoughts about cutting it to the inside and moving to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Nemechek cut him off coming off the corner. Now Marlin breaks out of the draft, weaves to the inside. Nothing doing there. Nemechek covers the spot down low as they race into turn number three. Work their way off turn number three and back into the front straightaway and they are about to put 28 laps on the scoreboard. The interval there. Six to, uh, from sixth position back to seventh now is ten full seconds. It's hard to believe how, how good you can get a car hooked up here. We've watched it, though, every time we've come to Pocono in recent years. It seemed like there will be a breakaway of four or five cars. Then they'll make a pit stop. Some of those cars that run up in that top five or six will miss the setup a little bit when they come back out and drop back. Then you'll see some new faces up there. And I think we'll see the same pattern here at Pocono this afternoon. Jeff Gordon is your leader. Rusty Wallace is second. Bobby Labonte is third. Fourth is Ward Burton. Mark Martin sits fifth for the moment. Jeff Burton is sixth. Seventh is Dale Earnhardt. Dale Jarrett is eighth. Ninth is John Andretti. Kenny Irwin has worked his way up to 10th. Jeremy Mayfield is 11th. Johnny Benson is 12th. Joe Nemechek is 13th. Joe must have had a problem. Didn't really pay that much attention. He started, what, 5th and has now fallen back a little bit. And now the car seems to be good again. Right. He's hooked back up in that battle we had talked about moments ago with Michael Waltrip and Sterling Marlin. So Joe is 13th. Sterling is 14th. Michael Waltrip 15th. Morgan Shepard is 16th. Terry Labonte 17th. 18th is Ernie Irvin. Ted Musgrave is 19th. And Mike Skinner 20th. 21st is Rick Mass. Chad Little is 22nd, Bill Elliott 23rd, Kenny Schrader is 24th, and Daryl Waltrip is 25th. All of these drivers on the lead lap. 26th is Kyle Petty, Jimmy Spencer 27th, Ricky Craven is 28th, Wally Dallin back up to 29th, and Ricky Rudd right now rounding out the top uh, 30. Kenny Wallace in the garage area, they're working on the transmission. Hutch Strickland, meanwhile, still sounds a little rough, and he is in peril of being the first driver to actually be lapped on the race track, but you're up to speed right now, still in the early stages here in Pocono, Pennsylvania. Let's check in with Jim Phillips and find out what we're looking for, Jim, if this race stays green, maybe on that first round of pit stops. We're about 40 to 45 laps, somewhere in that range. 
Uh, I think uh, 40 would be good. Some teams may stop a lap or two earlier uh, than 40. Fast Frankie started. Frankie, what do you look like on the first pit stops? What lap? Uh, it sounds like Gordon's going to come around lap 38. We're going to probably come uh, right soon after that. Maybe get five here early and uh, come in and get four tires and see what we can do. The car looks really good right now. Yeah, the car's not bad. It's a little bit loose. Uh, the XI Batteries team made a few adjustments this morning, and uh, we're going to make a few more on this next pit stop and see what happens. That's Frank Stoddard, crew chief for Jeff Burton, who's making a run to the front. Meanwhile, Jeff Green is the first driver to pit as the first union entry comes in at lap number 30. Crew going to work on the right side there and a uh, add of fuel. So this will be the early side of the pit window. We heard them talking about lap 38 or so, and they'll go all the way around on Jeff Green's machine, making his pit stop right here. Yeah, Jeff had been all the way back toward the tail end of the field, back in 41st position anyway. The car a little bit off, so he didn't really have a whole lot to lose. He gets service, he's down and away, and will go back onto the racetrack. At- here comes Kenny Schrader. They've been talking Talking about some problems on that skull car, Marty. Well, early on, he was loosey live, but lately he just reported a problem on the right front, a possible vibration. They thought a tire might have been going down, so they came in right away. This is actually a little bit earlier than they had planned on stopping, but four tires and an air pressure adjustment for Kenny Schrader to try and tighten him up just a little bit. It's a good racetrack for Schrader. If they get the car anywhere near to his liking, he'll certainly run up in the top ten, and he's got plenty of time to make adjustments on the car and get things cured. Hut Strickland is on pit road as we're beginning to see some of the early pit stops coming up before lap 38. Talked a moment ago that maybe Jeff Gordon would be in at around lap 38 or so, but so far, none of the front runners have elected to come to pit road. Yet only Green has been in, so too Grissom, likewise Morgan Shepard, now Hutch Strickland and Kenny Schrader. Everybody else staying on the racetrack still again in the early stages here today. Average speed at this stage of the afternoon is right at uh, 150 miles an hour. So the teams, again, without benefit of any cautions to slow the pace, are just getting about their business here and running well. Dick Trickle has the Heilig Myers Ford on pit road. He'll come in at lap number 35. And again, all of this under green as Jeff Gordon is pulled away again from Rusty Wallace. Joe had looked for a while as though Rusty had closed right in, and indeed he did. But now all of a sudden, Jeff's throwing an extra Kohler two on the fire. Stacking it up once again beginning to pull away but you got to figure both these guys are going to have to make stops in the next few laps so no reason to really push the issue at this stage of the race. We did have a few changes among the top five a few laps ago. Ward Burton, Mark Martin both made moves by Bobby Labonte he's now fallen back to the fifth position and that race that everybody's been watching all afternoon long continues to be a door to door one between Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett. That would be for seventh place it should be down just off turn two and not too long ago Barney Jeff Burton had been part of that mix. Now he has broken away from them. The battle is for the seventh spot where Dale Jarrett hangs on to it for now. Dale Earnhardt, however, is latched on to his rear bumper. They chase each other back off the corner. They've been side by side the last three times. They've come time by turn number three. This time Dale Jarrett leads Dale Earnhardt off turn number two. Down the short straightaway. Looks like Jarrett will open up about three car lengths on Earnhardt. Earnhardt dives down to the bottom. Grabs maybe two of those car lengths back as he races off the third corner. And now the deuces are wild here at lap 37. Car 2 and 22. Rusty Wallace and Ward Burton both in for service. And pitted side by side, nose to tail. The crew's working on the right side of the car. They've completed the work on Rusty Wallace's well around to the left side. Talked to Robin Pemberton, the crew chief. He said they're tied off and loose in. Going to make a little bit of an air pressure adjustment. The Ward Burton car has been tight, but it's getting better and better. Rusty Wallace down and away in under 18 seconds. A little bit slower stop for Ward Burton. More cars come to a stop in front 
What a Jim fellow. And Jeremy Mayfield is in. He's made a rush to the front, starting 29th today. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. Paul Andrews said the car was to his liking, but they wanted to get it a little bit better. One turn of wedge out on the left side. Bill Elliott's in front of him with the McDonald's crew going to work on the right side. Ernie Urban is in, getting service on the right side of his car as Mayfield pulls out. And now Wally Dallenbach is in. Right side tires going to his machine. Dave Marcus and Chevrolet is in on the pit lane here on lap 38, getting four tires and 76 racing fuel. And here comes Dale Earnhardt down on the pit road. Johnny Benson is coming in also. Now, these are scheduled pit stops. They're coming under green. Kenny Irwin brings his car in. Robert Presley is on pit road. Mike Skinner has to really get on the binders to get down to pit road speed. Rick Mass brings his car in. So does Chad Little, and so does Daryl Walter. Let's go back to Winston Kelly. Dale Earnhardt's crew going to work on the right side of the car. They're going to make an adjustment. It's going to be a track bar adjustment. They've been loose off the corners. That's the only problem that the Dale Earnhardt crew is reporting with them around to the left side of the car. A four-tire stop for the Texaco crew and Kenny Irwin down pit road. There's Ricky Rudd on pit road and the leader now, Jeff Gordon, starts the slow crawl down pit road. He'll be here in just a moment. So that will hand the lead to Mark Martin as Gordon, along with Bobby Labonte, present themselves on the pit lane. This stop will technically be at lap 39 as Gordon passes start-finish on pit road. And the crew now going to work on the right side. Barry Muse cranks the car up. Mike Trower changes the right rear tire. Mike Belden pumping in the 76 racing gasoline. Will and Rapp to the left side of the car. They're making an air pressure adjustment. It's been just a little bit loose. Bobby Labonte's crew stopped in front of him, Gordon away in 17.35 seconds. Labonte's crew reporting loose in and loose off and tight in the center of the corner. He stalls his car, takes a little bit longer. Dale Jarrett on pit road. His car has been loose. The crew around to the left side of his car. Four tire stop there. Marty Snyder. And in right now is John Andretti. Four tires. Their problem for John Andretti is that he is loose by himself and he is tight behind other cars. They decided to make the car tighter because more than likely he's going to be by himself. Terry Labonte also was in. His problem is that he was tied off. Ricky Craven in right now. Robert Presley came in. He had a right rear tire down. Robert had to come in through the access road. He lost a lot of track position. Jimmy Spencer was also in. Their car was loose. He had one round of wedge put into the Team Winston Ford. Mark Martin will give up the lead and bring his car to the attention of his crew as he is getting service right now. More of the front runners are up in front of Jim Phillips. We got Bobby Hamilton on the pit lane. Little trouble on that right front tire this time. They get the right front finally changed. Now the left side's going on. 25 second pit stop, a long one for Bobby Hamilton. In front of him is Derek Cope. He's getting service on his Pontiac. So pit stops now cycling around to give Jeff Burton the race lead. If you're a Dale Jarrett fan, he was too fast coming down pit road. He's been hit with a 15-second penalty. Same fate for Derek Cope and the gum-out team. Too quick entering the pit lane. He's been held for a 15-second penalty. Robert Presley is back in yet again. Brett Bodine stops. Here comes the race leader, Jeff Burton, onto the pit lane. Pit stops having cycled themselves around right now. Let's set it for you. Jeff Gordon is the leader by three and four-tenths of a second on Mark Martin, who now runs in second. Rusty Wallace is back in third. He's four seconds behind the leader. Ward Burton runs fourth. He is eight seconds back. Bobby Labonte is fifth. He's nine seconds back. Then you've got a ten-second drop back to Dale Earnhardt, who's in sixth. Seventh is Jeremy Mayfield. Johnny Benson is eighth. John Andretti ninth. And Sterling Marlin is in tenth. So the pit stops of moments ago really shake. 
shaken up the running order. Yeah, it's uh, spread this field out even more than it was a moment ago. In fact, uh, he's going to, the leader right now, Jeff Gordon, is going to start lapping some cars that a moment ago had a chance to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, Joe Moore, but he's catching uh, three or four cars right in front of you in turn one. Gordon jumps down to the inside of the racetrack to get by the uh, Thorn Apple Valley car. Rich Bickle driving today. A little bit of smoke coming out of that car we've noticed over the last few laps. Also gets by the Jeff Green machine as he makes his way down the Long Pond stretch. Checking further back, here's Mark Martin running in second. He goes to the outside to get around the car, driven by Bobby Hamilton. And now Rusty Wallace is going to have to deal with some of this lap traffic as well. They are all working their way back through turn number two. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon has cleared the lap traffic for now. He's got about 20 car lengths before he gets up in some packs of traffic. He'll race it at turn number three, dives down to the bottom, cuts it to the inside, heads off turn three, lap traffic ahead as he heads down the straightaway. We are live at Pocono Raceway here on MRN Radio. I'm Eli Gold in for Alan Bestwick this afternoon. Barney Hall is alongside. Jeff Gordon's out for a pleasant Sunday afternoon ride. Tell you what, when he gets it hooked up, he is awfully tough to deal with, whether we're at Pocono or Martinsville or you name it, any kind of track around the country. That team, they've really worked hard since they came back in here. I think it kind of dusted their feathers a little bit is the way they put it down south when they were here in June and almost thought they had the race won and then the uh, well, they did have the race one, you know, the, uh, for a great deal right. of the race, and then they had that problem toward the end. And But they said this time when we come back, we won't get caught with our pants down, and certainly they haven't. They haven't. They've been running awfully, awfully strong here right now. The advantage is two and a half, nearly three full seconds on second place, Mark Martin. If you're a Kenny Wallace fan, the transmission has been repaired. He's back 27 laps down, but on the racetrack nevertheless. Meanwhile, his brother Rusty Wallace had some transmission problems yesterday. They elected to change a power plant early this morning, and Rusty's now running in third. Let's get an update from down on the Miller team. Well, Robin Pemberton, the crew chief, is up on the toolbox. He's kind of looking at some of the times, seeing what's happening. Let's see if we can get him to ease down here and tell us. Robin, did you make any changes at the stop? Uh, no, it started off a little tight, and uh, I guess the racetrack's getting a little looser. We made no changes. We're a little on the loose side right now. That's the thoughts from Robin Pemberton, the crew chief on the car. They elected not to make any changes during that pit stop and just see if the track continues to come around to them as we expected. But the hot temperatures is getting a little bit looser, and we'll follow Rusty's progress the rest of the afternoon. 30, well, let's make that 47 laps are up on the scoreboard. As you said, about a quarter of the way home here this afternoon in the Pennsylvania 500. They're still chasing Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin rides second, Rusty's third, fourth is Ward Burton, fifth is Bobby Labonte. Dale Earnhardt is hanging in there in sixth. Mayfield has probably made as much progress as anybody has from where he started to work his way up into seventh position. Johnny Benson's picked up a lot of spots, too, here this afternoon. Jeff Burton continues to run strong. He currently is ninth. And Sterling Marlin has picked up a bunch of spots. He is now up to tenth. John Andretti is 11th. Dale Jarrett is 12th. Kenny Irwin runs 13th. 14th is Terry Labonte, and Joe Nimichek is 15th. 16th is Mike Skinner. Michael Waltrip runs in 17th, ahead of Bill Elliott, Ted Musgrave, and Chad Little. That is your top 20. On the racetrack right now, Jeff Gordon continues to march through the field. He is going to put the 32nd place runner a lap down. That is Ricky Craven, who is being bypassed right now. Dick Trickle will be next in line to go one lap down. We have been caution-free thus far. Nowhere near any problems. Everybody that started the event, all 43 runners on the racetrack right now. We mentioned Kenny Wallace just returning from the garage area. After work on the transmission, he is 27 laps down. 
chasing Jeff Gordon, but nobody making up that much ground on him here this afternoon. His car is just dialed in about as good as you're going to get one at this racetrack. Looking at some guys back toward the tail end of the field that are having some problems here this afternoon. Bobby Hamilton uh, has kind of lingered around back there. I think he started 37th. He is 36th position for the moment. Ricky Craven started 24th. He is back there in 32nd spot. And Ricky Rudd, who started 13th, has fallen all the way back to 29th. So they're trying to get those cars dialed in as the race winds by. We're coming up on 50 laps next time around. And Joe mentioned before a hint of smoke from behind Rich Bickle's Thorn Apple Valley Meats Machine and Jim Phillips are coming down pit road to check on it. Yes, he is. I just I talked to Mike Gilman. Uh, but they came in right before the race started and they were having trouble with the shifter vibrating, so they taped the shifter ball on so it would not vibrate off. So they've been having some transmission problems on that car. We talked to Rich this morning. He said he didn't expect too much success today. Just couldn't get the car to his liking. They changed the tires. They sent him back on the racetrack. Jeff Gordon still leads here at Pocono. Mark Martin is second. Ward Burton third. Rusty Wallace fourth. And Bobby Labonte fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth ahead of Jeremy Mayfield. Johnny Benson, Jeff Burton, and Dale Jarrett. That's your top ten. On the other side of the ledger, we're seeing Brett Bodine now go three laps down. He's being bypassed by a host of cars on the long pond straightaway heading up to turn number two. Marty, what's the problem? It's been a tough day so far for Jerry Cannon and the boys. Jerry, what's wrong with the car? Well, we've lost a cylinder uh, on the Paychex board. It's been kind of a long weekend for us this weekend, but these guys will hang together, and we'll come back next week and get them. We're going to try to ride and get as many points as we can. It's kind of a tough deal as early as it is in the race, so. Tough news for these guys, but they did have some good news earlier this week. They did sign paychecks to an extension on their contract. They will be back with paychecks next year. There's a problem for Dick Trickle on the long pond stretch headed to the tunnel turn. Here's Trickle's car down on the bottom of the racing surface, inching its way around turn number two. Some smoke coming out from the front end of the car. Problems for Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle down on the apron of the racetrack, now just trying to get it back to pit road. He may have to take that escape road, uh, just coming off turn number two. I believe that's what he's going to do. The way the car's leaning, you would have to guess he's got a right side tire that's gone, one would assume. Don't know for sure, but that's watching him kind of list his way just a bit. Looks as though he might have lost the right front. Yeah, Eli, has lost the right front tire. The shreds are flying off as Trickle tries to ease his way down the short straightaway. They have put an extra runoff road down here. It used to be if you had a problem, you had to cut down to the inside of turn number three, and that was a bit of a touchy situation. Everybody was forced up high on the banking there. Now Dick Trickle takes that runoff road, and he'll be safely out of harm's way as he limps his way back to pit road. So problems for Dick Trickle. We don't have any cars in the garage at the moment. Kenny Wallace spent some time in there but they have since brought him back onto the racetrack, so the attrition rate has not been that bad, although normally when we come to Pocono, we'll have about three to five cars that'll have engine problems before the day is over. Normally so, but thus far, not a problem. You know, with Dick Trickle still coming around the racetrack with those shards of Goodyear racing rubber now just beating away on the sheet metal, it's actually contributing to further problems here, Barney. How many times have we seen at this track? I remember Rusty Wallace once had a tire get cut, and as he made his way the two and a half miles around the pit road the rubber started knocking out oil lines and so on and really uh, you got to admire obviously wanted to get around to get the tire changed but all sorts of damage one has to guess now from that right front tire as it flaps wildly around the right side of the automobile maybe dick trickle will be a good candidate for the goodies headache award that will be uh, handing out a bit later on the members of the media here at pocono will be voting the goodies headache award and twenty five hundred dollars and a sample of goodies, headache powders, and tablets will help cure the headache and uh, 
the early leader might well be Dick Trickle. Yeah, he is for sure right now. He's in his pit, and they're working on the car. Let's get an update there from Jim Phillips. Uh, of course, like you guys pointed out, when these uh, tires start shredding, it starts... The rubber starts flying and starts knocking pieces of sheet metal around. And also, it doesn't look like it's uh, damaged to any uh, lines or anything like the brake line or anything like that. But it has uh, done a lot of damage to the right front fender. Dick Trickle's team still working on it. They're cha- going to change all four tires on his Ford on this stop. And get Dick Trickle back out of the speedway. We're seeing the leader right now heading for the tunnel turn, and he looks kind of lonely up there, Kurt Becker. Right now, race leader Jeff Gordon kind of telling everyone else, respect my authority. He's got a huge lead as he works his way up toward turn three. All by himself, halfway down the straightaway. Jeff Gordon has been so smooth at this part of the racetrack. He's able to keep it right down on the bottom, ride the low rim of turn number three. Now he'll drift up high and back down the front straightaway. Talk about dominance. Listen to this. Gordon's up by four seconds on Mark Martin. Mark has two seconds on Ward Burton. Ward has a half a second on Rusty Wallace. Two seconds back is Bobby Labonte in fifth. Then you go back a grand total of 13 seconds more to Dale Earnhardt running in sixth. I mean, those front five just getting gone. When you get it hooked up here at Pocono, as we said, you can just run off and leave the field. Back on pit road again. Here comes Brett Bodine. His troubles continue here this afternoon, and I believe he's going to take it to the garage as Brett will make the left turn and go into the garage area. He will become the first car out this afternoon, unless whether he's going to stay in there or not. We'll find out here in a few moments. 57 laps are on the scoreboard. Again, it is Jeff Gordon, the leader, by a healthy margin, as Eli told you. Mark Martin sits second. Ward Burton's third. Rusty Wallace is fourth. Bobby Labonte is fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth. Jeremy Mayfield still hangs in there in seventh. Jeff Burton is eighth. Johnny Benson's still now beginning to have a good, strong run. Benson's up there in ninth position. And making up the top ten is Dale Jarrett. Sterling Marlin is 11th. John Andretti is 12th. 13th is Mike Skinner. Mike having a good run here today. Terry Labonte is 14th. And the top 15 Kenny Irwin rounds them out. Some good battles on the racetrack over the last few moments as Jeff Burton and Jeremy Mayfield settled 7th and 8th among themselves with Burton coming out on top of that battle. Meanwhile, two teams in the garage, Brett Bodine and Robert Presley. And you got to feel for a guy like Brett Bodine, Barney. All of a sudden, he says, you know, if I can keep increasing as they did from last year to this year, 9 or 10 positions in the points at season's end, at least they would like to see some kind of improvement. But right now, he's in the garage garage area, Winston, and uh, sitting is not improving. No, and the crew's working up under the hood. Brett, Jerry Kennan told us that you're going to try to nurse it around as long as you could. Did it finally just give up the ghost, or can you get it back out? Well, we, we're hoping we can get it back out, but uh, I think it's it's done some serious damage. Uh, dropped the valve or broke a rocker arm, something like that. Uh, you know, the guys are looking at it now, and they're going to see if they can patch it back together get us back out there. You know, we've We've finished every race so far this year, and uh, we don't want to miss this one. Always the optimist. He's going to stay in here buckled up in hopes that they can get the paychecks forward back on the track. So another candidate for the Goodies Headache Award that will be passed out at the conclusion of today's race, Brett Bodine, back in the garage. Talked about Robert Presley having a tough day here also. Uh, He's been struggling a little bit this season, trying to get things turned around in the right direction. My team had been on pit road. They were talking about some transmission problems there. and We'll get an update from the garage area in just a bit yet again. But continuing to dominate the field right now is Jeff Gordon. Nobody has been able to touch him. Of course, he also has a 52-point lead atop the NASCAR Winston Cup Series point standings. If you've not seen the numbers of late, Gordon has those 52 points over Mark Martin. Dale Jarrett is 98 out of the point lead. Jeremy Mayfield 137 behind. And 
Rusty Wallace, 220 points out of the uh, point lead. And, of course, at this stage of the year, even that 220 is uh, not something that's... uh, impossible to overcome. We always go back to the year that uh, Alan Kulwicki won the championship, and he was down by that many and more at Dover yeah. at Dover in September and still went on to win the championship. Yeah, he was 300-plus behind and uh, pulled the championship out, so this one's far from being over. Anything can happen. If you have a couple of DNFs, it can really change the point spread in a hurry. We're watching Ricky Rudd right now work his way around uh, the racetrack, and it looks like the leader's been closing in on him and might be about to put him a lap down. Ricky's picked up the pace a little bit. He's just left the tunnel turn, but Jeff Gordon isn't all that far behind as they head up to turn three. Still about 30 car lengths, Barney, for Jeff Gordon to get up there and do battle with Ricky Rudd. Here's Gordon into the corner. Ricky Rudd already off turn number three. Here comes Gordon slipping off the corner just now. But again, he's not wavering one bit at all as Gordon continues to just march through the field. Robert Presley's team working on his car in the garage. Winston? Robert, a lot of activity under the car. What's the problem? We don't know. Uh, this Jasper engine forward transmission car was running great. You know, we started in the back and working our way up. And there, you know, the last 15 laps we was out there, we was passing a car lap and just coming on. But cut a tire down and uh, don't know what caused it. Put the two lefts on, went back out there and got a bad vibration, you know. So something's driving on the left rear tire. And you always tell them in the driver's meeting, the vibration's not going to go away. So bring it in, get it fixed, and then back out. That's what Robert Presley's doing. Robert Presley, as we said, has had a really tough year trying to get things turned around. Talk about this racetrack a moment. It's three turns, and if you're kind of new to Winston Cup racing and you you hear us at most weekends talking about he's coming off turn four, and all day long today we're saying he's coming off turn three and never mentioned turn four. There is no turn four here at Pocono. It's a very unique racetrack. The banking in turn number one is the steepest one on the racetrack. It's 14 degrees, so they go in there better than 190 mile an hour plus. That banking will catch the car. It's eight degrees over in turn two, the tunnel turn, which doesn't really give you much to work with as far as the speeds they carry off in there, and then you get up to turn number three. That's just for all practical purposes. Six degrees is you might as well be flat. Basically so. It's like a road course turn. And that was the original design idea behind this racetrack. They wanted to have the three turns that were originally designed after turns at other racetracks. They wanted a flat turn in those days like Milwaukee's Mile. They wanted a turn like a Michigan type of speedway. Those are the basic ideas when this racetrack was built. And again, as we had talked on the pre-race segment of the show, the drivers do shift here going in towards turn number one. And taking that story a little bit further, we had mentioned it all began with Richie Evans, the great modified champion back in 1978. In those days, Steve Meal, who of course is now with Roush Racing, he was working with Richard Petty at the time. And Meal noticed that Richie Evans was shifting when he came to see him run here in the modified at Pocono. Meal brought the idea with him at that day from Petty to Billy Hagan's team when Terry Labonte was driving there back in 1983. It didn't get met with great response, so Meal sat on it, basically, reintroduced it in 1989 when he joined Roush Racing, and then everybody started shifting around this two-and-a-half-mile track. Well, as we said when we first came on the air, it used to be a compromise racetrack. You, you did pretty much the same thing. You tried to get good for a couple of turns and kind of sacrificed the other one. But uh, these guys have gotten so good with these race cars over the years, so many things have changed in the technology end of it, and shifting is just one of those. Right now, the beginning stages of the next sequence of pit stops. We saw the first driver to pit early today. Lap 30 was Jeff Green. 
He has now gone 36 laps. He has just been in here at lap number 66. All the other big names pitted around lap 37, 38, 39, and 40. So again, we're closing in on pit stops as we go to pit road. Johnny Benson came by a while ago. He lied. It sounded like he shifted to make a plug check. You know, when he shut the engine off, they'll go around and and let the engine stay off until you get around and get the plugs checked. But that's not the case. What happened was when he shifted, he lost fourth gear. So Johnny Benson will be about fourth gear the rest of the race this afternoon. Good battle on the racetrack now between Jeremy Mayfield and Dale Earnhardt. They're battling for sixth and seventh position, working towards turn number three. But the bottom line number is that by nearly a full mile an hour on the clocks, Jeff Gordon is still faster than anybody else on the racetrack and continues to pull away now by four seconds on second place, Mark Martin. Morgan Shepard appearing in his 30th race here at Pocono Raceway has just brought out the first caution of the day. It's in turn one. Coming to the end of the front straightaway, Eli. He uh, seemed to uh, just kind of shoot up towards the outside retaining wall, crashed into the wall, flattened the right front tire if it was not flattened already. Could have been what caused the problem. He's now limping his way down the back straightaway. He's done a good bit of damage to the right side of the LJ Race Team Chevrolet. Now this will be the first caution flag of the day here at Pocono in the Pennsylvania 500 this afternoon. And for a lot of these teams, Boy, this is going to be a, a chance for them to catch back up in the front of the field, get on pit road, get service. In other words, it is a big break for many, many teams. Meanwhile, at the other end of the speedway, from where Morgan found the wall in turn one, Fred Armstrong, there was some action in front of you moments prior. Dale Jarrett almost bought a piece of concrete down here, too. Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett have been racing hard. They've been side-by-side side all day down at this part of the speedway. This time, they just got together. It looked like maybe Jarrett came down a bit, Earnhardt came up a bit. Jarrett got a little bit loose, but kept it out of the concrete down in turn three. Right now, the leaders are in, Jim Phillips. Jeremy Mayfield's in, getting service on the right side. He's going to get a chassis adjustment on the track bar. Here comes Bill Elliott in. Johnny Benson is in. Mike Snitter is in. Chad Little, Darrell Waltrip, Jeff Burton all in to Winston Kelly. Jeff Gordon in, Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, followed out by Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett, Joe Nematek, Dale Earnhardt. All these cars, four tires in gasoline. We talked to Jeff Gordon's crew chief. It's still a little bit loose. Air pressure and track bar adjustment on Rusty Wallace. Now to Marty Snyder. Sterling Marlin was in. His car was real good. No changes. A nice stop for Terry Labonte's team. Their car is better now. They're pretty happy with it. No changes there either. Also in was John Andretti. Their car a little bit loose. One round down on the track bar. Kenny Schrader is still in. They have a problem with a possible broken right rear shock. They have had a vibration and a real bad vibration on the right rear. They think it's a shock. Kenny down, down, away. They're going to bring him back in and see if they can find the problem. And Kenny the Schrader. Race. The race off pit road is going to be won by Jeff Gordon's team, so he should come back out. The leader, Mark Martin, I believe, got out right behind him. And the third car coming out in line should be... Bobby Labonte, I believe that will be the top three. That's how it looked from our angle here. They had the hood up on the Jimmy Spencer Winston machine. Donnie Wingo and the fellas checking beneath the bonnet and send Jimmy back on his way. All of these stops for the leaders taking place on lap number 72. Pace car behind the pit wall looking for the green flag. They see it, and Jeff Gordon comes up through the gearbox and heads for turn number one. Mark Martin drafts in right behind him. 
Bobby Labonte hangs on to the second spot. Rusty Wallace is third. A lot of lap traffic now to the inside. Might come into play in turn one. Gordon's able to get away from all that lap traffic, but Mark Martin and Bobby Labonte still tied up, trying to get by. Cars like Rich Bickles and Bobby Hamilton's. They're occupying the inside lane. Now Martin and Bobby Labonte clear that traffic. Here's Rusty Wallace making his move to the outside as well. Wallace riding in the fourth spot. Now the front five go single file up to the high side of the racetrack. In fact, the top seven now clear of lap traffic back through Dale Jarrett as the field works its way off turn number two. Backing up for the second position off the second corner down the short straightaway. Bobby Labonte working on Mark Martin. No room to make the move down the straightaway. He'll take a peek to the inside on the entrance of turn number three. Martin holds on to the second position. Gordon scampers away off turn three. He does pull away by about three car lanes now, maybe four. The battle's shaping up behind him. You know that he had an idea, did Rusty Wallace tried to make an inside move, but there was no chance to draw even, if not a, if not alongside Bobby Labonte, so they'll try and outrace one another back down the long main straightaway to turn one. Rusty peeks to the outside of Bobby Labonte coming into the corner, now sneaks down to the inside of the racetrack, tries to find an opportunity there, sees neither way will work, he'll fall back in line and follow the car down the back straightaway. That is the battle for the third position, Bobby Labonte hanging on to the spot for now, Rusty Wallace rides fourth, then Ward Burton and Jeremy Mayfield rounds out the top six as the leader, Gordon, works his way off the tunnel turn. Wallace got a good run down the long pond straightaway. Will he break out of the draft down the short chute and try to make the move? No, he doesn't. He stays put. Ward Burton does. He looks to the inside of Wallace. Can't get it done by the time he gets to the third corner. They'll stay single file. Really hard to get a run on somebody coming into that third turn. We talked about how flat that corner is. If you go in there a little bit too hard, instead of gaining anything, you're going to lose an awful lot. Some of the most furious racing has been going on a little bit further back in the field where Mike Skinner was just a moment ago. That should have been back for about the 13th position. Ted Musgrave was locked up in that. So was Rick Mass, John Andretti, and Michael Waltrip. They all scramble back to turn one. Jeff Burton just in front of that pack. They're all trying to get by him, and Burton struggling to hold his car down coming into turn number one. Here's Musgrave now sneaking to the inside of the racetrack. Rick Mass sees an opening as well off the turn one. All that traffic works its way up the long pond straight as the lead Back through the top ten, ride single file. No one steps out of line among the lead pack as they head for turn three. Rusty Wallace having thoughts again about grabbing third, but he can't get it done. Burton takes a look there as well to try to take the fourth place away from Wallace. Everybody stays single file as they swing into turn number three and head down the front straightaway. That last lap, not a good one over the tunnel for Joe Nemechek as both Jeff Burton and Dale Earnhardt made the move and got around him to grab a spot, kicking Nemechek back even a bit further. And now he's feeling the heat from Sterling Marlin. There's side-by-side side for 10th spot as Sterling just tries to out-drag Nemechek back to turn one. Sterling strong at the end of the front straightaway. He's got the position, although Nemechek looks for a moment to the outside, thinks about sneaking up there and challenging him back. Instead, he'll fall back in line and off turn one look for an opportunity down low. Sterling Marlin up to the 10th spot. Joe Nemechek 11th. Terry Labonte, meanwhile, rides back in the 12th position. This traffic works its way across the tunnel turn, trying to catch that lead pack of cars. Joe Nemechek trying to get a run on Sterling Marlin down the long pond straightaway. Now stretching it out, coming off turn two down the straightaway. Sterling Marlin will open it up to three car lengths, so no battle there. Meanwhile, the leaders content to stay single file as they swing through flat turn number three and down the front chute. Eli, it's kind of a good news, bad news situation at the front of the field. Uh, the uh, good news is the leader has not shaken any of the, what, the top six or seven. They're able to stay inside of him. Only two or three car lengths behind. The bad news is it is still Gordon in front, and they can't get up there close enough to catch him at all in 
get around him. And the real bad news, Fred Armstrong, particularly in front of you, is for Kenny Irwin, who lost about a dozen positions through the corner a lap ago and is all the way back to 28th now. You talk about what happens when you get to the outside here in turn number three. That's what happens. You get just a slower lane up there, and if you can't get back in line, you're going to have to wait until it opens up. It took a long time for him to drop back in line coming off turn number three. They went off in the corner a little bit hard over there in both corners, actually, Fred. Uh, over in the tunnel turn in front of Kurt Becker a moment ago, Kenny Irwin got way high going in there. And, Kurt, when you get up in that outside groove, if one car gets underneath you, whoever's close by, the rest of them are going to go also. Coming into the tunnel turn, Barney, throughout the afternoon, we've seen kind of a contest of how much does my running position mean to me right now. If you get two cars running side by side, something's going to have to give. And this is one part of the racetrack where there are some calculated maneuvers that are made. Someone's going to have to back off when they come into this corner. 17 laps shy of halfway, 17 laps from handing out $10,000. The Gatorade Front Runner Award goes each week on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series to the driver who leads the race at halfway and is participating in that Gatorade Front Runner Award program. And again, we're 17 laps away from at least at this moment looking like inscribing Jeff Gordon's name on that old uh, paycheck again. Yeah, it's been inscribed many, many times this season for Jeff Gordon at the halfway point. 83 laps are on the board. Jeff Gordon now maybe has a six or seven car length advantage over Mark Martin and the rest of the field as they work their way up into turn three. Jeff Gordon comes off the corner, maybe opens it up a couple more, Barney, as he storms off three and down the front straightaway. This is a kind of racetrack. The speeds are so quick, Eli, that the draft does come into play. It's not like Daytona and Talladega, but even so, when these guys really tuck it up tight, they, all they can do is just keep him in sight. They can't get up there to even get a run on him. Not right now they can't, but if they can try and hang tight and not go three, four wide here on the main straightaway, they can try and get close. One guy who's starting to make some moves now, Joe Moore, is uh, the Terry LeBron car. We hadn't talked much about Terry, but all of a sudden he's running in the 11th spot and very much in the hunt. Terry's been picking his way through the field, trying to stay up for the front runners, and it's got a little bit of crowd to make up, but definitely is staying up there, at least not letting them get too far away. Work their way off the tunnel turn and head back up to turn number three. Still the same interval among the, actually among about the top seven or eight cars. Jeff Gordon continues to lead. Mark Martin sits in there right behind him, anywhere from three to five car lengths back. Bobby Labonte is beginning to come back. Bobby dropped back a little bit in the opening part of the race here this afternoon. All of a sudden, his car is pretty strong. He is up there in third. Rusty sticks in there real strong in fourth. And Ward Burton is fifth as they swing across the line and go back into turn number one. Jeremy Mayfield. Started back in 29th position. Having a good, strong run right now, Jim Phillips. He is up to 6th position. Have you been around that pit? Are they pretty optimistic that they might be able to do something with Jeff before the day is over? Let's see what uh, Paul Andrews has to say. Paul, well, you finally got some track position. Started 29th up to 6th. Uh, you got anything for the first five there? Well, I believe we do. You know, we need a little more running yet. Maybe one more adjustment. But I'd like to be, uh, you know, second or, second or third instead of 6th. But we're, we're in real good shape right now. A lot better than what we were earlier. Has the car, the car been pretty neutral all day, or you need to work on a little more? The car's been free all day, but last race it was tight all day, so we, you know, we've made adjustments for that, but we're happy with where the car is right now. So they're in a good shape right now at this point of the race. Uh, not halfway yet, and they're up to sixth. Morgan Shepard's back on the racetrack, though very, very slowly. He's 14 laps down after repairs due to that accident of a short while ago. Hey, did you realize that in New Hampshire a couple of weeks ago when Jeremy Mayfield finished out of the top 25, it was for the first time all year, and he was the last guy on the circuit, the last regular, who had not finished out of the top 25 at least once. So now everybody has at least once finished out of the top 25, but to think he can go almost halfway through the season... Uh, 
again, the consistency we talk about so much, but uh, it's quite a uh, testimony to what he can do as a driver and the kind of cars those fellows build. I'll tell you what, that team has really turned the corner in 1998. They've worked so hard in the last couple of years to get everything to fall into place, and all of a sudden it is. They've gotten results, of course, with a win, their first Winston Cup win. And uh, I've got a feeling we'll see him in victory lane maybe a couple of times more before the season is over. 14 laps away from the halfway point. It'll be 13 when the leader crosses the line, and he just has done that. Works his way back into turn number one, the leader being Jeff Gordon as he swings back into the corner. We talked to the crew chief, Paul Andrews, a moment ago on Jeremy Mayfield's car. The closest car to him right now is Mark Martin, and I believe Winston Kelly is in that pit. Winston, what's the word there? Here we are. Jimmy Penning's up on the the pit box there. He's looking at uh, the times, looking at the positions of some of the other crew members uh, or some of the other teams and talking to one of his crew members, see if we can get him down off the pit box. Jimmy, what's Mark saying about the car? How's it handling? I ain't saying nothing right now. It was uh, a little bit too loose that last run, but uh, we adjusted on it. We'll just see what happens right here. Think you got anything for the 24? I don't think nobody does. Jimmy Finning, the crew chief, been awfully straight and to the point, but they certainly won't give up. They've got well over 100 laps to go, 113 to be exact. They'll keep jacking on that car in hopes that they can reel him in. Why don't we set everybody for you so you'll know where your favorites are running. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Mark Martin second. Bobby Labonte third. Ward Burton is fourth. And fifth is Rusty Wallace. Jeremy Mayfield is sixth. Dale Jarrett seventh. Jeff Burton is 8th, ninth is Dale Earnhardt and 10th is Sterling Marlin, Terry Labonte runs 11th, Mike Skinner is 12th Joe Nemechek is 13th, 14th is Ted Musgrave, John Andretti 15th 16th is Michael Waltrip with Bill Elliott going 17th, Daryl Waltrip 18th, Chad Little is 19th now and Ricky Rudd is 20th all of these teams are on the lead lap 21st is Ernie Irvin, Ken Schrader is 22nd, Kyle Petty runs 23rd, Jimmy Spencer's 24th, 25th is Johnny Benson Jeff Bodine is 26th and 27th is Kenny Irwin, those 27 teams on the lead lap Rick Mast who is running in 28th position has just taken his Remington Arms machine to the garage area, so that means Derek Cope will move up now into 28th with Jeff Green 29th Wally Dallenbach is 30th, Jerry Nadeau is 31st, 32nd Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven is 33rd, 34th is Steve Grissom, Dave Marcus is 35th, Hut Strickland is 36th, then Rich Bickle 37th, Dick Trickle is 38th, then you'll have the car checking in statistically that just went to the garage, Rick Mast, followed by Morgan Shepard, Robert Presley, Kenny Wallace, and Brett Bodine. That's the story at lap number 89 of 200. Only one caution flag today when Morgan Shepard tagged the wall in turn number one, back on lap number 71. Morgan's gone back to the garage with Rick Mast, who is there now, and Brett Bodine's machine with the engine problems of earlier. Well, the attrition rate has been uh, fairly low considering the, with the, we are at Pocono. Most of the times, as we said, when we come here, you'll have anywhere between three and five cars that seem to have motor problems. A couple of cars will end up with transmission problems before the day is over and usually go to the garage. But so far, as we approach the halfway point here very shortly, as a matter of fact, we have just completed 90 laps, so we're 10 laps away from halfway in the Pennsylvania 500. Jeff Gordon continues to lead at Pocono while Rick Mast is in the garage. Pocono hadn't been real kind to Rick Mast this year. What's the problem today? Uh, I believe we lost overdrive. Something in the transmission busted. I don't know. I mean, it was real smooth. Everything was going good. You know, we made a stop the run before and got the car off a little bit. That stop, we changed it around. The car was really hauling butt then. You know what I mean? Our lap times were equal, a little better, or a little slower, whatever, with the leaders that whole run. 
and some reason or another we just lost transmission. I don't know. You know, we were shifting a little bit, but this place isn't really that hard on transmissions. It's hard on motors, you know. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe next week, guys. Maybe the Indy. Another transmission problem uh, along with Kenny Wallace. Rick Mass behind the wall with transmission failure. Dave Marcus had slowed on the racetrack. Jim, what was the problem? After a tire, Eli lost the carcass off the tire. They brought him in. Luckily, it didn't blow out, uh, but he lost the outer uh, edge of the tire and uh, came in. They changed it, sent him back on the racetrack. Daryl Waltrip's got some problems. Understand that Daryl can't talk to you, Philippe. No, right now we've lost radio communications. Uh, we got a little radio. We can hear him key it. We're talking back and forth, just saying once for no and twice for yes. No, we're going back to signals. That's Philippe Lopez, the crew chief for Daryl Waltrip. Radio problems for Daryl this afternoon. At One least. if by land, two if by sea. Yeah, and three if by George. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, a moment ago, we are talking about Ward Burton. What a good run he is having here. That car seems to get stronger as the day goes on. He's worked his way up into fourth position and is about as quick as anything out there. And I believe Winston Kelly is down in his pit. Winston? Yeah, it started out the car was a little bit tight, and then it got better and better. Before Even before that first stop, they made a little bit of a chassis adjustment on that stop. And we'll see if we can get a comment from Chris Hussey. He's talking to one of the crew members. You, earlier, the car was getting better. Is it still getting quicker? Yeah, we're just, we need to be out front, as everybody does. We tend to be a little better out front when we've got some clean air on the nose. We can run people down, get behind them. We have a tough time passing them with dirty air and we lose our front down force. Slowly picking them off right about halfway through the runs when our car tends to, to be its best. So uh, right about now is when we should start passing some of these people. Chris Hussey, the crew chief on Ward Burton's car. They want that long run, but the middle portion is their forte. Brett Bodine has come back onto the racetrack, come down to the garage, and will go out and uh, stay out there as long as he can. What's he, 41 laps down? 41 laps down, right. So uh, Kenny Wallace is 27 down. Brett's 41 down. Robert Presley is 19 laps down. So that means that now only Morgan Shepard and Rick Mast are in the garage area, and both of those teams might well be in a repairable situation. Morgan having tagged the wall and a transmission problem for Rick Mast, so conceivably we could have all 43 starters back on the race track here in just a bit as we near halfway four laps shy of halfway the lead is a relatively slim 1.4 seconds on second place mark martin for jeff gordon matter of fact you have to go all the way back to 10th spot now to get to double digits and separation sterling marlin is 10th 11 seconds back a little while ago it was sixth place Uh, earnhardt at the time was like 13 seconds back so uh, whether gordon's not pressing the issue or the other fellows have adjusted sufficiently whatever it is they're at least staying within the shouting distance of the race leader yeah in the early part of the race here this afternoon if you were tuned into us uh, he had put uh, anywhere from five to seven seconds on the rest of the field and that translates to almost half his long front straightaway but for the moment it seems like Mark Martin and Bobby Labonte and Ward Burton can at least keep him in sight they're no more than 15 or 20 car lengths behind but Joe Moore as they approach you down in turn number one that's about the best they can do all they can do is kind of keep him in sight barely in the same area code but between second third fourth and fifth positions they are relatively tied together. Mark Martin maybe about three car lengths in front of Bobby Labonte. And Ward Burton just a couple of car lengths behind him. Burton riding back in the fourth position. Now starts to close in a little tighter behind Bobby Labonte. That would be a challenge for the third spot. But for now, that challenge is yet to shape off off of turn two. Coming off the second corner, single file. Here's Bobby Labonte feeling a little bit more heat. 
Ward Burton draws up on his backside, about two car lengths off his back bumper. They'll dive down to the inside of turn three. Now Burton makes it one car length, coming off turn three down the front straightaway. So that battle is a good one right now as Bobby Labonte tries to hang on to that third spot with Ward Burton having closed in now to within a car length and a half or so. They'll work back towards the corner. Here comes Morgan Shepard from the garage area, so he is back. He will be 27 laps down right now, but Morgan Shepard back on the speedway. So only Rick Mast at this moment in the garage area. You know, we've talked so much about Bobby Labonte here of late, who's still holding down third. Winston Kelly, think about it. He's lost two engines here this weekend, though they think they found what the problem was when they lost both power plants. Though it's a heck of a turnaround for their weekend. Yes, it is. Uh, see if we can get Jimmy Maycar's attention. He, too, is up on the pit box and uh, making some notes and uh, talking, to, talking to his driver, Bobby Labonte, so we'll get his attention and talk to him in a moment. But his best finish here is 11 a few years back, so he hasn't had a lot of real good runs. Again, he's still talking to, uh, talking to his driver. We'll get a comment from Jimmy Maycar in a minute, Eli. All right. Coming up on the halfway point and uh, one more lap around here, and the Gatorade money is up for grabs. $10,000 as per usual for the Gatorade Front Runner Award as Jeff Gordon will try and put that uh, check calmly away in his pocket at lap number 99. Again, if you're just tuning in, only one caution flag. Been a very clean race here today as lap number 71 saw Morgan Shepard tag the wall. Uh, this uh, past June, just five weeks ago, we had nine caution periods for 48 laps plus that big rain delay. And last July, we had four caution periods, relatively brief ones, for 18 caution laps. So today, things have been nice and clean and green thus far as Jeff Gordon continues to pace the field and tries to put away $10,000 as he comes to the stripe. Here he comes off turn number three back down to the line and goes underneath the cross flags. He has just completed 100 laps halfway home in the Pennsylvania 500 and Jeff Gordon will collect the front runner award from Gatorade $10,000 here this afternoon. Lap 103 on the board here at Pocono where Right now, Jeff Gordon is trying to break what has been a stranglehold in the July race by the Ford teams. Fords have won the last four July races here at Pocono. The last Pontiac win here was by Rusty Wallace way back in 1991. Jeff Gordon at least trying to get a Chevy back to victory lane in the July event if he can. But he's got a Ford right behind him. And then the number 18 machine, that's Bobby Labonte, of whom we were talking before, a Pontiac. So Chevy, Ford, Pontiac, Pontiac, the running order here. Why don't we go back to Winston Kelly? We were talking before about Bobby Labonte's bunch and how they've been trying to deal with the, the loss of a couple of power plants here this weekend. And this hasn't been a great racetrack for him. Lost a couple of engines this week, Jimmy Maycar, but knock on wood, looks like he got the Gremlins at least thus far in the race. Well, really uh, kind of a real good deal for us right now. We had a tough week while we've been here. We got here, ran a lap on the racetrack and lost some motor. Uh, lost a lot of valuable time trying to get ready to work on our setup. Uh, and really it was a lot of valuable time because we were bringing something new here from uh, Indy that we learned at Indy. And uh, uh, we really weren't sure it was going to work. So we didn't get a, get a lot of time to try it. So uh, that hurt us a lot qualifying. But uh, we were able to come back and qualify well. Probably one of the better qualifying efforts we've had here. And we turned around and took our race motor out, which we qualified, and put another motor in uh, Saturday morning. And uh, we lost that motor also to the same thing happened to it that happened to our qualifier. And 
So we lost a lot more time, and uh, so we really haven't had a lot of practice. We've just been real fortunate that uh, some of the ideas we had that we were going to use here to race have worked out, and uh, right now everything's working real well. Motor's performing flawlessly, and uh, things are looking real good. We just need to work on the car a little bit more to get a little better and uh, be around here at the end. How is it handling right now? A uh, little bit tight right now off the corner. Uh, we've been a little loose. We've been a little tight. We just have to hit the happy medium. Jimmy Maycar, the crew chief on the car. Earlier in the race, they were loose in, tight in the middle, and loose off. And that's a heck of a thing to try to chase at a racetrack that's a compromising racetrack. And right now, just a little bit tight. Hope to make some more adjustments. Currently running in third. At the front of the field, the closest thing to a battle right now would be for second place. Mark Martin has it. Bobby Labonte is within striking distance. He's only a couple of car lengths back a moment ago. You and I have been watching a pretty good scramble a little bit further back in the field between the Waltrip brothers. Yeah, a little family feud going on out there without Richard Dawson, but Michael and Darrell going for 15th and 16th together right now. They come off turn number three and head down this long main straightaway. It was closing in nose to tail. Now Michael has spread it out just a little bit again over Darrell. Of course, this is the racetrack where Michael Waltrip had his career best in a NASCAR point race. He finished second here back in 1998. That's a darn good battle back to turn one. Just ahead of his older brother as they come back into the corner. They are nose to tail, and Darrell's looking for an opening to the inside of Michael. Off turn one, he sneaks down there, takes a look, decides to fall back in line. Michael's Ford just in front of Darrell Chevrolet. They will ride nose to tail as they set up for the entry into the tunnel turn. They will ride single file all the way way back off the corner and on to the north straight. Darrell sets his sights on Michael Waltrip coming off the second turn. Looks to the inside just briefly. Doesn't break out of the draft. Now he moves down to the inside of the racetrack but can't get it done by the time he enters turn number three. He'll dive down to the bottom. They'll come off the corner. Nose to tail. One car length apart. A little fun racing going on between the Waltrip brothers as they come off turn number three and back down to the start finish line. Looking up through the field also, Dale Earnhardt getting a little bit stronger as the day goes by. That team has definitely turned the corner in the last three or four races, Eli. They really have. And, of course, over the years, uh, Pocono and Michigan statistically are the two worst tracks for Dale Earnhardt. But over the last few weeks, whether it was traceable to the crew chief swap with Larry Mack and Kevin Hamlin, whatever it might have been, it does seem as though they're getting a whole lot more confident yet again. The approach is a little bit different. It's all been well documented over the last number of weeks, but it's a lot up here. I mean, even for a guy who's a so-many-time champion, a seven-time champion, it's so much a mental game because every one of these guys can step on the button. Yes, some are a lot better than others in traffic and so on, but it's so much up here trying to get yourself to work well and communicate and get that chemistry going. It's all people. That's what this business is. As far as the sponsorships on these cars now, the money is big enough for all of them. They can get the best parts and pieces. They all pretty much have the same bodies on the car, whatever. They're pretty much the same suspension. Obviously the same tires, fuel, everything else. So it really boils down to putting a combination of people together that can work together have the same goal, which is to win a race or to run up front every week, and that's where that's just simply what makes the difference. But it's really strange. When he won the championships in his seven championship years, Dale Earnhardt averaged a sixth-place finish in the races here at Pocono. In the years when they haven't won the championship, here at Pocono, he's averaged an 18th-place finish. That's why we say that here in Michigan seem to be the two toughest tracks. Good scramble now here on the main straightaway. 
Bobby Labonte. Ward Burton, who goes three wide inside of Mark Martin, heading to turn one. Taking it way low on the racetrack. He passes two cars. The lap car of Dave Marcus on the outside and the car on the lead lap. Mark Martin. Ward Burton makes a daring move and steps up to the third spot now. Bobby Labonte rides in the second position. Ward Burton is up to third. And then Mark Martin gets shuffled out into fourth as the leaders work their way over to turn number two. Now the problem for Bobby Labonte, who rides in second. He's still got a sizable gap before he catches leader Gordon. Bobby Labonte made his move to get the third position one lap ago as he shot by Mark Martin. They were in lap traffic. Dave Marcus was there. Marcus was the pick. Labonte went by. Now Ward Burton is in pursuit. Battle for second. Shaping up. Coming off the third turn down the front straightaway. Well, he can't get door to door and run that way too long because while they were racing that way just a moment ago, Jeff Gordon opened up a lot of daylight. Maybe a couple of seconds on the field. Now they close it up again as they get back in single file with Bobby Labonte moving into the number two position. Pit stops under green, lap 111, Winston Kelly. Ward Burton the first to pit, right side tires, the chassis adjustment, the right side of the car, round of wedge. They're going to go four tires, four tires on Rusty Wallace's car. A track bar adjustment on the Dale Jarrett car. Now down and away is Ward Burton. The four tires complete on Rusty Wallace, 19.37 seconds. Burton is out. Wallace will go out of your drag race down pit road with Wallace and Jarrett. A few laps ago, Ricky Rudd with only two tires. Jeff Gordon continues to lead here at Pocono, lap 113. From Green turn one, stops. one car hard into the outside wall, and it's Dave Marcus coming to turn number one. The car skidded just a bit. He tried to gather it back in and hit hard against the outside wall. Caution is on the speedway. Caution has just come out onto the racetrack for the second time this afternoon. It comes out at lap 113. Some of the front runners had pitted. This is going to change the complexion of the event here at Pocono. Let's go back for a quick update to Joe Moore. Appears again to be a case, Barney, of a cut tire. The outer liner is laying on the racing surface here at turn number one. Dave Marcus came to the end of the front straightaway. Things look fine. He got into the turn. The car didn't turn. Went straight into the outside retaining wall. He tried to swing it away, but it did back in, and he sits now just at the exit of turn one up against that wall. And you know, this may bring out an interesting situation, guys, that uh, a lot of these crews need a pit stop. Ray Everham has called and told Jeff Gordon, back it down. you got to conserve fuel. So pit road not open next time around. We could have some guys running out of fuel. Very, very close at this stage as far as the fuel question is concerned. Johnny Benson's car will not refire at the head end of the pit lane, and the crew now pushing it backwards to try and either go behind the wall or to get another running start to try and get that team uh, fired. Meanwhile, Ted Musgrave had committed to pit road just prior to the caution, came flying full speed down the pit lane while the caution flag was about to wave. So he'll be shown, I'm sure, a penalty for exiting pit road technically at excessive rates of speed. But right now, Dave Marcus climbs from the real tree camouflage car, hoists himself up onto the retaining wall outside of turn number one, freshens up, gets the Goodyear hat back in place, and just laments his tough break after a darn good Friday in which we saw him qualify in the first day of Bud Pole qualifying for the first time all year. You know, isn't it amazing? The guys that really need a good finish and a good run usually are the guys that end up uh, either wrinkling up a race car. Now, Marcus, one of the few independent drivers left in this business, so to speak, uh, tries to make his own operation work. 
the last thing he needs is to lose a race car. I don't yeah. know how bad he damaged it down there, but it certainly he got into the wall. And the good thing is he's okay. And, uh, Joe Moore, how bad is the car? Could you really tell? Uh, not really that bad, at least uh, from this side. The uh, the driver's side is kind of smashed in. He flattened the rear end where he backed into the wall. But he kept the right side. The front looks pretty good. But uh, it may be very well done for the day because he could have done some suspension damage. He had pretty hard here. Meanwhile, the Johnny Benson team is pushing the Cheerios car all the way back towards the garage entrance. We told you they were down at the end of Pit Road, out near turn number one. They couldn't get the Cheerios car refired, so they're going to uh, push it all the way back towards the garage entrance and, uh, I assume, continue to do some work. Meanwhile, pit stops, they'll be on lap 115. Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, Terry Labonte, and all the rest, Winston Kelly. Gordon, the first to come to a stop. It looks like they're going to have a, make a minor adjustment, just an air pressure adjustment. They're working on the right side of the car now. Track bar adjustment for Bobby Labonte. Same thing for Mark Martin. Dale Earnhardt in front of him. Michael Waltrip, Ted Musgrave in front of them. Finishing the work on the left side of Jeff Gordon's car. Down and away, 18.94 seconds. Rusty Wallace back in as well. Jim Phillips. Jeff Burton is in. So is Jeremy Mayfield. Jeremy got left side, right side tires during that last segment just a minute ago. But they left it after 10 seconds. Got right side tires. Mike Skinner's in. So is Chad Little, Ernie Herman, Michael Walter in all with four tires to Marty Snyder. Terry Labonte was in. Their car was tight. They had another great stop. They loosened him up with air pressure. John Andretti also in his car tight as well. They loosened him up with wedge. A couple of bad sequences for Sterling Marlin and also Ricky Craven. Sterling had just pitted. They've been running so well today. They made their first adjustment on the car. Sterling now out has lost a lot of track position. Ricky Craven is going to bring his car behind the wall to the garage. Their engine is missing. They've been having engine problem, engine problems most of the day on Ricky Craven's car. On my stopwatch, you know who had maybe the best pit stops out there, Barney? The 99 bunch of Jeff Burton, the Exide team, just ripped off a wildly quick pit stop on our stopwatches up here. So a lot of smiles up and down the pit lane. Lap 115. The second caution of the day and pit stops. Green flag goes in the air and the field charges off to turn number one. As Eli told you, the leader is behind some traffic. It's on the tail end of the lead lap. Ward Burton trying to look for somewhere to go. Something's got to give in turn one. Got four cars directly in front of Ward Burton make it five cars. Now as Daryl Walton squeezes out in front of Ward. Here's Ricky Rudd making it a half dozen. He goes to the inside of the racetrack and also gets in front of the race leader. Now they're fanned out three wide in front of race leader Ward Burton. Every place he goes, the lane is full. So now here's Burton getting down toward the bottom lane of the racetrack. Still nothing there. Ricky Rudd's in front of him, and he's got Jeff Gordon in tow right behind. Ward Burton trying to find an empty lane on the racetrack. It doesn't happen coming off turn two. He'll move down to the inside of the racetrack, but they're still stacked up double wide in front. Five cars in front of him now. Burton digs into the inside of Kenny Irwin. Irwin's lap car goes up the banking. He'll try to get to the inside of him as they race off turn number three. Here goes Rusty. He'll move to the inside. Tries to grab a spot from Bobby Labonte heading to one. Rusty gets the advantage Advantage on Labonte, but falls right in behind the rear deck of the Dale Jarrett car. Through turn number one now, onto the short chute. Just ahead of Jarrett, you've got Jeff Gordon. He drops down on the inside and tries to go after the race leader. 
that meanwhile, Ward Burton is back in line. The race leader, Burton, is up behind the car of Ricky Rudd. He's got about five cars directly ahead. He's going to have to deal with. Now he's got Dale Earnhardt closing in behind. Well, that double wide racing is thinned down to single file. We'll see if Burton breaks out of the draft and tries to move to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Rudd, meanwhile, tries to make a move of his own. Burton stays to the inside. He'll stay single file with Earnhardt on his tail coming off the third corner. And a bunch of traffic coming off turn number three and back into the straightaway. Got to be a little bit frustrating for the leaders back there. The fact that they would like to get out of that traffic and set sail with the traffic directly ahead being on the tail end of the lead lap. Joe Moore, they're not going to pull over and cut any slack whatsoever. They're not about to go a lap down if they don't have to. They're going to do everything they can to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Ricky Rudd, the first of those. He goes to work on Jeff Green, so they're stacked up double wide. Ward Burton, the race leader, sees a challenge. Earnhardt looks to the outside and now to the inside of Burton. Further back, here's a challenge for the third spot. Jeff Gordon up on the high side of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett is right there to the inside. Those two ride door to door all the way across the tunnel turn with Jarrett trying to forge ahead. Side by side for third. Coming off the second corner, heading down the short straightaway. Gordon has the advantage on the outside. Jarrett tries to battle back down low, but he's forced to drop back in line. Gordon holds on to the third position as the leaders go side by side off turn three. Great battle with Earnhardt going to the outside of Ward Burton. Earnhardt will outdrag Ward down the main straightaway. Let's see if he can hang on to the lead back to one. Ward's not finished with him yet. He sweeps back to the inside of the racetrack as they come into turn number one. Ward trying to regain the top spot. Here's Earnhardt again pulling even from the outside. Dale actually gets the advantage off turn one. Chevrolet Pontiac battle for the lead and for now the black Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt has won this battle. Earnhardt has the lead. Ward Burton wisely backs away for the entry into turn number two and now follows the tire tracks of the leader. Earnhardt trying to pick off traffic now as he moves to the inside of the racetrack down the short straightaway looking at the inside of the green machine. Can't get anything done there so he'll drop back in line. Single file for the top 30 cars as they race into turn number three. Dale Earnhardt took the lead at lap 122. Holds it right now as he shows the way here in the Pennsylvania 500 as Jeff Gordon and Ward Burton touch off turn one. Now that traffic straightens out as they move up the long pond straight. Race leader Earnhardt goes to the outside right up next to the wall to get around the car of Ricky Rudd. Ward Burton is straightened out now. In fact, Burton's going to dive to the inside trying to get past the race leader Earnhardt. He'll look to the inside, but Ricky Rudd is there. Three wide they go down the short straightaway. Burton now clears Rudd, goes to the inside of Earnhardt. The battle for the lead is side by side into turn number three. Earnhardt hangs on to the outside. Burton digs in down low as they race off the third turn. Some of the best racing we've seen all day here at Pocono, and what a move by Ward Burton to stack them three deep, and he went right up the middle on Earnhardt there just a moment ago. They are still side by side, so there are three cars locked up in the scramble for the lead here at Pocono this afternoon. Dale Earnhardt and Ward Burton waging a heck of a battle across the tunnel for the lead. Coming off the tunnel turn, now down the short straightaway. Ward Burton tried to get a good run on Earnhardt coming off the turn, but couldn't get it done. Earnhardt swung out wide, holds onto the lead by two car lengths now. Here's Burton looking to the inside. But Earnhardt is good down low. He glues it to the bottom and holds out of the lead off turn three. Not a nickel's worth of difference between these two cars as to which one has the better machine on the racetrack for the moment. It is Earnhardt ahead of Ward Burton by three car lengths. Now let's swing back to what's going on behind these two. Jeff Gordon is locked up in a scramble there with about five other cars. And Joe Morris been getting kind of physical in that pack of traffic. That's from third on back. Gordon has that position with Jeff Burton trying to get around him. Dale Jarrett's mixing it up along with the car of Russell. 
to Wallace. Ricky Rudd, who lost the lap, separates Wallace from Bobby Labonte, the next car in line. Again, this from positions three on back all the way through the rest of the top ten. This time, that pack is going to ride single file. As a result, they start to chase down the front two. Jeff Burton takes a quick peek to the inside of the third place car. That's Jeff Gordon coming off the second turn, but drops back in line. They do stay single file. As a matter of fact, the entire field, you have to go back to about the tenth position for some side-by-side racing, where Terry Labonte dives down to the inside of Mike Skinner and picks up a position there. So Terry Labonte beginning to rumble just a little bit. He'll grab tenth with that move through turn number three. Closer to the front, you've got Rusty Wallace to the outside of Ricky Rudd. That's not for position, but those two men together trying to cut their way through race traffic back to the corner. Wallace has the sixth position. The man closest to him trying to challenge for a spot is Bobby Labonte in seventh. Bobby's going to hope that maybe Ricky will open the inside lane and he could push by. Maybe Bobby will make it three wide. Here's Bobby Labonte three wide on the long pond straight inside of Ricky Rudd, inside of more traffic. Labonte now gets by the car of Rudd, rushes up alongside of Rusty Wallace, and clears him for a position. That group disposes of Rudd now as Jeremy Mayfield moves to the inside of Ricky, coming off the second quarter and blows on by the three cars in front of him. Bobby Labonte moves down to the inside of the racetrack. They'll stay single file as they race into turn number three, coming off the turn and down the front straightaway. We told you a couple of times, Bobby Labonte's had a good race car all day long, and he seems to get stronger as the day goes by. Earnhardt still ahead now by maybe two car lengths, but all of a sudden, Jeff Gordon becomes a player again, Joe Moore. He appears to be getting stronger every turn around this racetrack. Gordon has snuck right up on the rear deck of Ward Burton, and coming to turn one, he's going to try the high side of the track. He goes up the bank and looks to the outside of Ward Burton, gets a good run, tries to sneak underneath him, but instead falls back in line. Ward Burton trying to play two games at once, trying to to get around Dale Earnhardt for the lead and also trying to hold off the furious charge of Jeff Gordon. For now, no change among the top three. Front three cars stay single file, coming off the tunnel turn and down the short straightaway. Here's Dale Earnhardt weaving to the inside, perhaps anticipating a move by Ward Burton. Burton doesn't move. He'll stay out wide. They'll come into the corner, single file. Now Jeff Burton joins the battle, as does the machine of Dale Jarrett. So you've got four cars. Make it five now for the lead down the front chute. Here's Jeff Gordon now drawing to the inside of Ward Burton. Second place up for grabs here. And Barney, remember, he got shuffled back to sixth or seventh a short while ago in traffic. How easily he's come back to the front in Gordon. Yeah, they've got that car dialed in pretty good. And Jeff's the kind of driver when he gets knocked out of shape a little bit, he doesn't panic, just kind of takes it easy, gets everything, lets it kind of sort out, and then gets starts his run to get back up there. And that's what he's done. He's knocked him off one by one. He right now sets his sights on the leader, and he's about four car lengths back. Let's see if he can catch him in turn two. Jeff Gordon has gotten around the car of Ward Burton. He went to the outside to do it. So now Jeff Gordon rides second, trying to catch Dale Earnhardt. Working on Earnhardt, coming off the tunnel turn, down the short straightaway. Ward Burton in his tire tracks. No gain there. Here comes Earnhardt into the turn. He'll dive down to the bottom. Just drifting up the banking ever so slightly as Jeff Gordon. Burton can't take advantage. Dale Earnhardt leading this event. It's the eighth different race he has led in 1998. Still a lot of racing to go. Only 131 of 200 laps complete. It's two Chevys leading a Pontiac, leading two Fords. It is Earnhardt and Gordon first and second. Ward Burton runs third. Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett are fourth and fifth. 133 laps on the board as we welcome you back to Pocono Raceway MRN Radio live coverage of the Pennsylvania 500. Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, and Dale Jarrett. That's your top five. Bobby Labonte is sixth. Mark Martin, seventh. 
Eighth is Jeremy Mayfield. Rusty Wallace is ninth, and Terry Labonte runs in the tenth spot. If you're just tuning in, we have three drivers in the garage right now. Rick Mast with transmission failure. Dave Marcus was in an accident and transmission problems for Johnny Benson. Ricky Craven has just returned after his problems. He's 20 laps in arrears, but he's back on the racetrack. This event has been slowed twice by caution. Morgan Shepard in the turn one wall, back on lap 71. And then Dave Marcus in pretty much the same spot, lap number 113. Here comes Darrell Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt battling with Jeff Gordon in the mix as well on the short shoot, heading to turn three. Earnhardt on the outside. Down to the inside is Daryl Waltrip trying to hold on to lead lap status, but Dale Earnhardt is strong. Going up high. Now Waltrip breaks loose. Earnhardt gets by coming off turn three. Waltrip having a hands full with the car just to keep it from getting up into the outside wall, but he gave it a good run to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Unfortunately, he's going to come up a little short. Now the pressure goes right back on the leader, Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon is there, knocking on the door in turn one. Gordon drops to the inside, tries to pull even with Earnhardt as they enter turn number one. Now Dale's been taking a higher line off the corner. It opens the inside lane and gives Gordon a chance to pull up alongside. A couple of Chevrolets side by side contesting the lead. Earnhardt on the outside. Gordon swung down to his left. They will still ride door to door at the entry to the tunnel turn. Now Jeff Gordon holds the line and moves by to take the race lead. Ward Burton tried to take advantage there, moving to the inside of Dale Earnhardt coming into the tunnel turn, but it didn't work out. The front five cars stay single file. Jeff Gordon leads him down into turn number three. Here's Earnhardt going high. Gordon goes wide. Earnhardt gets into him. Gordon almost into the wall. Gordon saves at a tremendous save on the exit of turn three, but loses five positions. That's going to hand the lead back to Ward Burton now. Ward Burton ahead of Dale Jarrett. Then comes Jeff Burton's machine. Jeff Gordon still hasn't gotten back in line. Fred Armstrong again, exactly what unfolded there. Well, it looked like Jeff Gordon was going high, and Dale Earnhardt wanted to go out to the outside as well. The two rubbed fenders, the rear fender of Gordon contacting with the front fender of Earnhardt. It just got Gordon just loose enough to get to the outside and up in the marbles, almost contacted the wall, but a great save by Jeff Gordon. Earnhardt was able to move by on the inside. Now, that, again, is what I talked about Jeff Gordon a moment ago. He's gotten kind of kicked sideways a time or two, Eli. He just backs out of it, stays out of the throttle for a second, gets the car straight, gets back in line, works his way right back up there. He's not about to panic. He's running along behind Mark Martin right now. And uh, he has fallen back to fifth position as he works his way around this racetrack. He'll be a factor back up there. He'll be about two and a half seconds behind the leader. Yeah, but uh, the way he's been running around here today, he can make that up. I tell you, he's got a strong race car. As the field comes back across the line, Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett may have a little tussle of their own as they go back to turn number one. There knows the tail now, Barney, coming to the end of the front straightaway, both hugging the inside edge of the racetrack. Meanwhile, back in a little further, Jeff Gordon on the move. He sweeps down to the inside of Mark Martin and regains one of those positions, although Martin may not lie down. Back up now toward the top. We see Dale Jarrett again with a quick look inside of Ward Burton. Nothing doing. Now going back to the battle where Jeff Gordon is on the move. Here he is this time to the inside of Bobby Labonte in a challenge for position moving off the tunnel turn. Sweeps by to the inside of Bobby Labonte. Comes out in front of Labonte. Now they go back to single file up front. That settles down as well as Ward Burton holds on to the position. Racing into the third corner. Off the turn and back down the front straightaway. So Ward Burton is the race leader. If you're a Johnny Benson fan, he's back on the race. 
racetrack. He was on the garage, or in the garage, 25 laps worth of time. But they are now back on the racetrack, so only Rick Mast and Dave Marcus are in the garage. Ricky Rudd, unfortunately, back on pit road, Barney, and this time the hood is up on the tide ride. They've got a lot of work going on beneath the hood now. Yeah, he's got a problem down there. And uh, also, Steve Grissom's Kodiak machine is on pit road with the hood up as they continue to work on it. Let's get an update from the pits. It's an oil pressure problem for Steve Grissom. He came in, the oil light came on, he turned the engine off there, trying to figure out if, in fact, the car uh, might be out of oil, but they did not know they were leaking oil, so they're going to find out if it's an oil pump or what exactly is a problem for Steve Grissom. Ricky Craven came by, went out for one uh, lap. The engine uh, didn't sound any better, and they pulled his car back into the garage again. And it looks like they're about to push Ricky's car back to the garage area, so it may be... uh uh, a short and a long day for Ricky yeah. Rudd as he is heading for the garage. Dale Earnhardt on the move. He's just gone around Jeremy Mayfield to grab a position. So move Earnhardt up to fourth. Mayfield fifth. And Jeff Gordon right there in sixth watching it unfold. But it is Ward Burton who threw all that shuffling in the corner. Came away with the lead five laps ago. And he shows the way. Jeremy Mayfield now moves into the fourth position. Goes around Dale Earnhardt and brings Jeff Gordon along with with him. So one guy makes a move, everybody else follows. Meanwhile, Kyle Petty is steaming and smoking as he comes into and now leaves the pit lane. Marty Snyder, what's the problem? It was a cut left rear tire, a little bit of framework damage, or sheet metal damage rather, on the left rear side of the car and took a little while to get the left rear off, but it was a left rear tire that was cut down for Kyle Petty. 141 laps are on the board, complete in the Pennsylvania 500. 200 will make up the race here this afternoon. And for the last 45 minutes, man, we have had it hot and heavy on the racetrack between Ward Burton, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, and Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. Some of the best racing of the day by far. No doubt about it, by far at this stage of the afternoon and virtually all day long. 141 laps on the board of the 200. Leader Rusty Wallace took over on the first, second, and third lap of the day. Then it was Jeff Gordon giving us the first good indication of how strong he was. He led 34 laps. Then Mark Martin led a lap and Jeff Burton led a lap. Then Gordon led the next 65 laps. Ward Burton led five laps. Dale Earnhardt led Trouble in turn 12. three. Mike Skinner breaks loose at the bottom of the racetrack. Slams the outside wall. Skinner sparking down to the inside of the racetrack now. He'll be able to make it to the pit lane, but hard contact on the outside of the turn three wall for Mike Skinner. Caution is on the speedway. It will be the third caution flag of the afternoon. It comes out at lap 142. Here is Skinner on pit road. Heavy damage to the right side of the car. That right front tire completely turned outward on the machine. Whether they'll be able to get him back in the race, we'll have to wait and see, but it has put us under the yellow flag for the third time this afternoon. Fourth Pocono race for Mike Skinner, and he finds himself in the wall. A lot of damage on the right front. Larry McReynolds and the crew surveying it. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Yeah, they're looking mainly at the right front. That's where the hard hit was made. It did, does not at this point look like it moved the rear end housing over. Skinner shuts the engine off. They're working on Mike Skinner's Chevrolet right now, but most of the damage was impacted on the right front. Let's get a quick update again from Fred Armstrong up in turn three. Well, it was a single car incident, Barney. It looked like he just shredded a right front tire. He tried to get it under control, but it just didn't happen that way. He slammed the outside wall pretty hard, about a 45-degree angle into the wall. 
Lance Stoff came down to the inside. There were no other cars around him, so he was able to maneuver it down to the bottom and right onto the pit lane. Too bad for Mike Skinner. He led here last June before engine failure ended the day. Last July, he finished sixth here for what was his best finish of the career. But this year, he was 29th in June, and now the problem with the wall here in July. Mike Skinner brings out caution for the third time this afternoon. Ward Burton leads in Pocono. The green flag goes back in the air, and they get back down to racing. First car a lap down to the inside of the leader, Jeff Gordon, is Daryl Waltrip, and Daryl's going to give him a tussle in turn one to try and get back up there. Daryl's got the favorite inside line, while Gordon wants to squeeze down there. For now, he's forced to use the outside coming into the corner. Daryl's still even with Gordon as he makes their way through turn one, and now head down the long pond stretch. Gordon comes strong off the corner, now gets out in front of all that traffic, so Jeff Gordon has nothing but clear racetrack ahead of him. Further back, Ward Burton and Jeff Burton fanned out three wide on the uh, Long Pond Straight. Now they're riding single file. Ward Burton trying to make his way through some traffic, as is Jeff Burton, looking to the inside of John Andretti. Andretti moves wide to the outside of the racetrack. Here comes Jeff Burton, second place battle there with Ward Burton right on his tail, racing through turn number three on the bottom of the racetrack. All of that scrambling, though, is allowing Jeff Gordon to pull away by four tenths of a second, and now even more as he uses Michael, or excuse me, Darrell Waltrip and Bill Elliott behind him as somewhat of a buffer. Let's establish the fact that Mike Skinner has been able to continue after the shunt he had up there in turn number three. He's making extra pit stops. He was in just a lap ago at lap 147, but still he is out there on the racetrack. Yeah, Mike will be able to finish the race here this afternoon despite the fact that he did quite a bit of damage to the right front of the car. Let's pick up that scramble for second place as it heads over to the tunnel turn. It's a good one. Right now, Jeff Gordon, the race leader, is by himself. Here's the battle for second. That's where Ward Burton dives inside of brother Jeff and just as quickly, Jeff goes right back to the inside lane. The Burton brothers battle it out down the short straightaway, coming into turn number three. Here's Ward Burton on the outside, Jeff Burton on the inside. Jeff Burton gets the advantage into the corner. Ward Burton just can't hang to the top of the banking. Jeff Burton gets the position, coming off turn three. So as they come back towards the start-finish line, they'll put lap 149 on the board. On the racetrack, we'll tell you that uh, Morgan Shepard has returned from the garage again. Ricky Craven has gone to the garage. Apparently the day is done with the engine problems. How about the 24 bunch, Winston Kelly? Ray Evernham just sitting and watching and waiting. Uh, are they tipping their hands at all? Well, they certainly won't tip their hands, and Ray Evernham never just sits and watches. He's always making notes, talking to either Jeff or talking to the crew members. We'll see if we can get his attention as he's up on the uh, the pit board getting some notes from one of the crew members about the air pressures and about uh, the tire wear the last time. Ray, what's he saying about the what's he saying about the car now? He's not saying much. He's just driving really. Uh, we've just been bouncing between a little tight, a little loose all day long, so he's not saying much yet. Nobody can go all the way, can they? Nobody can go all the way, can they? No, right now everybody's got to stop. Ray Evernham, the crew chief, saying that uh, they've kind of bounced back and forth on their setup, but they've hit it as good or better than anybody all day long. 48 laps to settle it here at the Pocono Raceway, but the battle on the racetrack that everybody's watching now is not so much for the lead, but it's Dale Jarrett going three wide to the inside of Spencer and Andretti to try and grab seventh spot heading to turn one. Jarrett's pretty strong, sweeps by both those cars at the end of the front straightaway, grabs the position, Jimmy Spencer falls in line behind him, but Andretti can't pull down quick enough. Here's Rusty Wallace opening the inside lane and Mark Martin also there to challenge. Rusty Wallace's forward on the 
inside of John Andretti's machine. They ride door-to-door all the way to the tunnel turn. Mark Martin is going to hitch up behind Rusty Wallace. That gives him enough of a push to get by around the eighth position. John Andretti gets freight train, drops behind those two cars. Now as they head down the straightaway, Andretti tries to battle back on the outside of the racetrack, but, but can do nothing there. He'll dive down to the bottom, take a peek there. Nothing doing. He stays in line in turn number three. That's the way they come off the corner. Nose to tail, head back down to the start-finish line. Here's the situation at Pocono. 154 laps are on the board. 200 will make up the race this afternoon. A couple of times, Jeff Gordon has got shuffled back in the pack, and every time he's been able to just kind of cool his tires down a little bit, get his thoughts back together, and work his way back to the front of the field. He's done it one more time, and he is now pulled away and an advantage, I'm going to speculate, Eli, of more than two seconds on everybody else. But from second place on back, that position has swapped change hands half a dozen times here in the last 10 or 12 laps. Jeff Burton's got it now in second. Ward Burton third. Dale Earnhardt fourth. Bobby Labonte is fifth. Jeremy Mayfield now sixth. And Dale Jarrett seventh. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Mark Martin is ninth. And John Andretti is tenth. As the leaders came to the stripe, it is 2.6 seconds. The advantage that Gordon has over Jeff Burton. Just joining us, Rick Mast, Dave Marcus, Ricky Rudd, Ricky Craven, and Morgan Shepard are in the garage area. The race has been slowed only three times by caution today when Morgan Shepard hit the wall in turn one, lap number 71. Dave Marcus in virtually the same spot at lap number 113. And Mike Skinner tagging the wall in turn number three at lap 142. Well, Jeff Burton sits back there in the number two spot. He's had a good, solid race car here all day long. I believe Jim Phillips has been in and out of his pit. Jim, are they pretty optimistic they can win this one? Well, let's walk up here and talk to Frank Stoddard and see what he has to say. Lost a little track position, Frank. Can you make it up? Uh, I don't think so. The 24 has got a, got a lot of steam today. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're hoping to uh, stay right there close to him and get a pit stop here at the end and see what we can do. Maybe uh, we'll pull something out of our rabbit out of a hat here. You don't think anybody can make it on fuel, do you? No, I don't think so. Uh, got to hope not. <laughs> That's right. He started crew chief for Jeff Burton. Uh, they just want to hold what they've got right now and see what happens on that last stop. Well, the last time by was 2.3 seconds, and it went to 2.6 seconds over the last couple of laps. Here comes Jeff Gordon again, and we'll get the stopwatch going here as he comes to the stripe, and he'll go past the stripe, and now it's 2.78 seconds. So almost a tenth, a tenth and a half every time by. He's stretching it out on everybody else. Yeah, Joe Moore there, uh, all he can do right now, or all the guys from second place on back can do is, is try and lose as little ground as possible. Yeah, Jeff Burton still having trouble getting by Darrell Walter. That's the lap car sitting between himself and the race leader. He follows him. Behind him, the closest challenge is brother Ward Burton, who also has a lap car directly in front of him. That is the car of Bill Elliott just in front of Ward Burton. Then a about three more car lengths behind Ward before we come back to Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon taking off like a whirlybird heading skyward while the battle for second heats up just a little bit. Ward Burton looking to the outside of the lap car of Bill Elliott trying to get around and do battle with his brother as they race off the third turn and down the front straightaway. Well, a, lot, a lot of cars that had good runs going here this afternoon, Eli. We were going to talk about some of those before that last caution flag came out. Mike Skinner, unfortunately, hit the wall up there, but Mike had been running up in the top 10 or 12. Good to see them back on track in that car. 
Ernie Irvin was having a pretty good day. Yes, In fact, she was. Ernie is still having a good day. He's up to 11th position. Not too bad at all. Kyle Petty's had a decent run a couple of times. He's been able to hang up in there. Although they made a pit stop a moment ago, had a little smoke out of the car. Chad Little's had a good run here today, and there's several guys that you that really need to get their season turned around, running fairly well at Pocono. And then there are some names that have been in the news here in the last week or so with driver changes and potential changes. Obviously, Wally Dallenbach now driving for the uh, Marino Bill Elliott racing team in that number 13 car. For how long? Well, that remains to be seen. Ted Musgrave, as has well been documented, leaves the uh, number 16 car after a couple of weeks with Kevin LePage taking over. I talked to both Wally and Ted this morning in the garage area, and both men indicated that they have many an opportunity. Musgrave said, you know, I've got to be careful. He said, because I'm still employed by Roush Racing, so I'm not really uh, free and clear to make anything. But he said, I'll tell you, he said that nine different teams have called, if not with concrete offers, and to explore whether I might be interested. And Wally Dallenbach said, you know, I've had opportunities as well. He said, one thing you don't want to do is act too quickly. He said, you want to wait, be patient, see what all the opportunities are, and then make a decision looking towards 1999 and the year 2000. Well, you and I both have been around this business a pretty good while, and we both know that neither one of these drivers is going to have a real problem getting in a car. They'll get in a race car and a good race car. Indeed so. And they'll, uh, when you know, commodities are uh, what these drivers are, basically, and there really is a finite number of fellas out there who have NASCAR Winston Cup Series experience. So uh, there's two of the fellas who'll wait and see what opportunities come their way. One gentleman who won't have an opportunity to win here today, Steve Grissom, as he takes the Kodiak colors to the garage, 40 laps shy of the finish. Caution is on the speedway, lap 162, as Bill Elliott has had problems on the racetrack. Once again, Eli, to be a case of a, a shredded tire as Elliott came to the end of the front straightaway. We saw a lot of smoke. Then we saw the tire start flying all over the place and looked like when it disintegrated, maybe got up in the engine compartment, busted something loose there, and now a trail of oil is over here in turn one. Elliott was able to continue on around the racetrack, but a lot of damage where that tire just disintegrated against the side of the car. He will be able to get the car back to the pits. In fact, he's heading down to his pit right now. We'll follow that as he works his way down in front of Jim Phillips to see if they're going to be able to continue. Jim? I think you might be able to continue, Barney, but it really peeled the left front fender off of uh, Bill Elliott's car. The entire carcass of the tire is gone down on the rim. He slides it into his pit, and now they're working on the left front of Bill Elliott's car to try to see if they can get it back in the race. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. The damage to the car from that uh, shredded uh, tire is even more severe than what we talked about regarding Dick Trickle earlier in the afternoon. If you're with us at that point, uh, the problem with Trickle's car came on out the side. In the case of Bill Elliott, it also has bowed up the hood just a bit. One thing that this does do, though, is assure everybody to be able to make their final pit stops here under caution because we're well within the window of being able to go from here the rest of the way on fuel. Green flag goes back in the air in the Pennsylvania 500 heading for the checker here in about 20 more laps around the racetrack. It's a hit off into turn number one. Jeff Gordon gets a good start as usual and takes him down to turn one. Let's see if anybody got anything for him. Omar Martin will be the first one to try to do something with Jeff Gordon and so far it's not looking like he can do much. Gordon drives off to a four car length lead. Bobby Labonte buried with some lap traffic to deal with. He's working on Jimmy Spencer as they head to turn two. Bobby Labonte goes to the outside 
outside trying to clear Jimmy Spencer's lapped car. Now he gets by around him. The front three now right single file up across the tunnel turn. Jeff Burton working on Jimmy Spencer now. He's back in the fourth position coming off the second corner heading down the short straightaway into turn number three. Can't get by him down the chute. Spencer holds on to his position. Spencer the lapped car position on the racetrack right down at the bottom so Burton can do nothing with him there as they race off three and down the front straightaway. Spencer is in 19th position as the guys are telling you one lap down. Here they come off turn number three back towards the stripe. The lead is about 15 car lanes over Martin and another 10 car lanes back to Terry or at least Bobby Labonte. Then the lap machine of Spencer followed by Jeff Burton to turn one. Jeff Burton riding along in the fourth spot. He's got probably a full second and a half over the fifth place man of Ken Schrader. That's a good race going on now. Rusty Wallace trying to move to the inside of Schrader and Dale Earnhardt on the outside. A three-way battle. Again, that's the battle for the fifth spot. Ken Schrader hangs on to it for now. Dale Earnhardt rides sixth behind him. And Rusty Wallace, who had been toward the inside of the racetrack, started to make a run. Now he backslides into seventh. Working on Earnhardt coming off the second turn. Now he'll drop back in line, though. Just peeks to the inside momentarily. Thinks better of it. As a matter of fact, everybody stays in line. Some two-by-two shuffling going back for about the 15th position. But up front, it's single file in turn three. That had been a furious battle for fifth, sixth, and seventh there just a moment ago between Kenny Schrader, Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace. We'll pick that one up again before the day is done. In fact, let's do it right now as they cross the start-finish line. Jeff Gordon has that healthy lead as they come down to you, Joe Moore, but the battle we're talking about, it's far from being over a little further back in the field. Single file, but they're very, very close together. Ken Schrader has the fifth spot right behind him is Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt takes the high line as he has been doing all day here in turn one. Looks to the outside of Schrader, gets back in line because Rusty's right upon his bumper. Now Wallace gets back up in line as well. Further ahead Here's Jeff Burton, who's fourth in the running order. He gets around the lapped car of Jimmy Spencer and takes off after Bobby Labonte. Try to track down Labonte down the short straightaway. Gains a car length on him as he gets a good run off the second corner. Now heading into turn number three. Here's Bobby Labonte digging down to the bottom. Burton gains maybe another car length there. They're three car lengths apart, racing off the turn. Meanwhile, over the course of the three laps, it is now a one-second advantage that Jeff Gordon has built over the second place running Mark Martin, then Bobby Labonte, Burton, and then the lap machine of Jimmy Spencer. You come back to Bobby Hamilton a goodly bit. Then it's a second further back to Kenny Schrader as they work back off into the corner. Second place battle beginning to heat up a little bit. Bobby Labonte is closing in somewhat on Mark Martin. Nobody seems to be able to do anything with Jeff Gordon but maybe from second on back because there you've got Martin, Bobby Labonte and others headed down to turn two. Further back, the battle for fifth heats up one more time. Dale Earnhardt is sixth trying to get by to the inside of Ken Schrader. But again, turn number two comes up quickly. That means Earnhardt has to check up and get back into line. The Chevrolet is battling it out for the sixth position with one Ford joining the battle. That's Rusty Wallace coming off the second corner. Schrader is strong down the straightaway. Earnhardt peeks to the inside. Can't get alongside him. They'll stay single file. Now here's Schrader drifting up the banking, but only a half a lane. Earnhardt tries to get to the inside off turn three. Tell you what, Dale Earnhardt has driven the wheels off his car here this afternoon to come up with a good finish and is far from being through for the moment. He works on Schrader here at the start-finish line, but up at the front of the field, any thoughts these guys had a chasing down Jeff Gordon. Joe Moore, they better do it in a hurry because the laps are winding down. 16 to go. He continues building on that lead, pulling away from the second, third, and fourth place cars. For third now, here's a challenge. Jeff Burton's trying to chase down Bobby Labonte. That is a Ford Pontiac battle for the third spot. It's Bobby Labonte hanging on to it for the moment. Jeff Burton's Ford is right behind him. Started to run to the outside, changed lanes to the left. 
Now Burton looks toward the inside. Out of the body on the defensive coming off the second turn. Here's Burton peeking down low, but he can't get it done there. Labonte pretty well running out in front of Burton down the straightaway by about two car lengths. Now Burton changes lanes. He'll look to the top of the banking in turn three as he races off the corner. But with it being basically a flat turn, there was nothing there to grab hold of the race car. So they settle back in in line. Meanwhile, it's almost two-tenths of a second a lap that Gordon is adding to his lead now as he's up second and a half ahead of Mark Martin with 15 laps to go. Bobby Labonte still the third place man, but under attack, Jeff Burton all over him trying to get by. Burton squeezes to the inside this time in turn one. Car slips a little bit on it. He falls back in line single file for now. That works to Bobby Labonte's advantage. He hangs on the third. Jeff Burton again tightens up right behind him. This time Burton will have to stay to the outside get around the slower car of Terry Labonte which occupied the inside lane. Burton trying to crank it up down low but Bobby Labonte eats up the inside lane. No room for Burton to make the move. They're flat out down the straightaway heading into turn number three. Here's Bobby Labonte diving down to the bottom of the racetrack. Burton can do nothing with him down low. They'll stay single file as they race off three and down the front chute. Bobby Labonte's car has been very solid all day long. He's going to come up with at least a top three finish here this afternoon unless Jeff Burton can get around him. He's a couple of car lengths back as they work their way back into turn number one. Field beginning to string out a little bit and really stringing out behind the leader in turn one. Jeff Gordon continues marching away, but the good racing going on from second on back as it has been most of the day. Labonte dealing with Jeff Burton, but also in the meanwhile closing in on Mark Martin. We may have a three-way battle for the second and third spot here moment Checking further back, Dale Earnhardt has gotten around Ken Schrader to pick up the fifth spot in the running order. Now back closer to the lead. Here's the battle for the third position again. Bobby Labonte chased by Jeff Burton. Burton peeking down low, but can't cut it down to the inside of Labonte and get the run on him. He tries to gain ground on him down the straightaway, but Labonte is strong as they accelerate down into turn number three. Again, Burton goes wide in the corner. That may just be where he needs to run. Looks like he tries to take a peek there, but can't get it done. So the fourth place battle still three full seconds behind the battle we've been watching. And here they go again. Burton looks inside and outside against Bobby Labonte. It's for third. Nothing there yet. They'll go back into turn number one. That high-speed hairpin still knows the tail. Jeff Burton pulls up to the high side of Bobby Labonte in turn one. Going to try that outside lane. That's a hard way to do it. But Burton is there trying to plant his car up alongside Bobby Labonte. And again, it's not going to work for him. Bobby Labonte scoots up toward the outside just a few feet from the retaining wall. Shuts off the lane, so Jeff Burton now falls back into line behind him. Bobby Labonte, with the third position, continues to be a stubborn foe. Labonte's Pontiac cranks it up, coming off the second corner. Burton tucks in behind in his Ford. They'll race nose to tail down the back straightaway. Labonte opens it up a bit as they head into turn number three. Again, Burton eases up the banking, looks to the outside. It looks like his car just wants to drift up about a half a lane. He'll try to dive to the inside off turn three. I think Jeff Burton just kind of experimenting a little bit out there. High, low, whatever it takes to maybe get a run on Bobby Labonte, and then he knows he's going to maybe have only one shot at advancing at least one position, so he's going to make sure it's the right one when he takes it. Now with 10 laps remaining, we're going to settle it here at Pocono Raceway, although one might say this race has long since been settled. Jeff Gordon has been the dominant machine all day. One and eight tenth seconds is the advantage he has on Mark Martin. Jeff Burton's two and a half seconds back. Bobby Labonte, three and a half seconds back. Dale Earnhardt in fifth, 7.6 seconds behind. 
And he's not run. Not, not really run that poor of a race today. Gordon's just been that dominant. Yeah, that car is just, it's been hooked up about as well as you can get one here at Pocono. And when they do, they're tough, like I said. Been interesting to watch Michael Waltrip and Sterling Marlin for the last uh, six or seven laps around. They come by the start-finish line here a couple of times, and they were drafting so tightly. Actually, they were pushing each other, and they both were able to move up a spot or two. But now they've dropped back a little bit. They've been trying everything they know to get up there and advance a little bit so far. Hasn't made up any ground on the leader. Here comes the leader out of turn number four, back down to the start-finish line. These fans have been jumping up and down at watching some of this racing here, uh, particularly a little bit further back in the field. Mark Martin is now pulled away from Jeff Burton by maybe a half a second or so. So Jeff's in no big danger of taking away that second spot. Bobby Labonte has lost some ground, too. They all go back to turn one. You know, Mark Martin has, though, closed the gap somewhat on Jeff Gordon. Not a whole lot of work here, but a little bit. Gordon had stretched it out by nearly a full two seconds a while back. Martin maybe closing in here in the closing laps. Here's Martin on the chase now. The long pond straight, trying to do all he can to cut down that deficit, which still is fairly sizable to the race leader. But Mark Martin is in pursuit suit of Jeff Gordon. Make it about 15 car lengths as Mark Martin races off the second corner. Jeff Burton has gotten by to grab the third position away from Bobby Labonte. You have to go all the way back to the sixth position to find a race. Ken Schrader there. Also Dale Earnhardt running in line. Rusty Wallace just blowing by Ken Schrader coming off the second corner. Now the battle for six is on in turn number three. Here's Earnhardt down low. Wallace tries him on the inside as they come off turn three. Well, there is no inside there because Earnhardt was all the way down to the grass with the left side tires on that white line. So it's Earnhardt then Wallace, then side-by-side side, Dale Jarrett and Kenny Schrader. Remember, Jarrett, even with all of his problems of earlier, never did lose a lap on the exchange. So that's a battle for position back in one. Jarrett Strong coming into the corner, flashes by on the inside lane to pick up the position on Ken Schrader just ahead of them. Another good battle going on. That's between Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace. That's the battle for the fifth position. Dale Earnhardt has the spot. Rusty Wallace trying to take it away. Started to run up alongside of Earnhardt's car, then got back in the line behind him. Now follows him back off of turn number two. Earnhardt Chevrolet getting the challenge from Wallace's Ford as they slip off the second corner, drift out to the outside wall and hammer the gas down the straightaway. Now here comes Jarrett. He'll look to the inside of Wallace. Thinks better of it. Drops back in line. Those three cars go single file through turn three. And Jeff Gordon goes across the line. Takes a look up. There will be six laps to go for leader Jeff Gordon. We'll pick up some of those races we're talking about a little further back again. Dale Earnhardt now looks back in the mirror, sees a real scramble going on between Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett. They are door-to-door down in turn one. Here they come side-by-side into the corner. Again, the inside pays off for Dale Jarrett. He flashes underneath Rusty Wallace, grabs the spot, but Wallace hooks right back in behind him on his rear deck, and Schrader is literally pushing Rusty off turn one. Dale Jarrett now up to the sixth position, trying to chase down Dale Earnhardt for fifth. Further back, Rusty Wallace now rides in seventh. Ken Schrader comes next in line. He is in eighth as they head off to the north straight. Dale Jarrett working on Earnhardt now, coming off the second turn. He'll go in line behind Dale Earnhardt, cuts it down to about three car lengths as they head down the short straightaway into turn number three. Here's Earnhardt again, gluing his Chevrolet down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jarrett looks low, but there's no lane there. They'll stay single file coming off three. All the while, Jeff Gordon gets the signal. Five laps to go. Five laps remaining in the Pennsylvania 500. And remember, too, the fact that he has the lead. Mark Martin, who is second, 
is second to him in NASCAR Winston Cup points. Dale Jarrett very much in the hunt as well. Maybe not for the win, but certainly in the top six right now. He's third in points. Rusty Wallace is there also. Only Jeremy Mayfield having fallen back just a little bit. So the points really will not shuffle all that much regardless of how this one comes down. What a great battle we've got going now. Working back towards the tunnel for positions five, six, and seven. That's where Dale Jarrett has just moved to the inside. And with a push from Rusty Wallace, they both get by Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt looks to the inside of Wallace. Tries to get a run him off the second turn. Gets side by side with him down the straightaway. But does he have the horsepower to pull it off? Wallace forced up high on the banking. Earnhardt gets to the inside. They're side by side racing off three. Dale Earnhardt trying to use up that bottom groove and push Rusty Wallace a little bit high up in turn number three. It didn't exactly work for him. He settles in behind Rusty as they work their way back down toward turn number one. Kenny Schrader comes up to make it a three-way scramble now as they head back to turn number one. And that will be for sixth position in front of Joe Moore. Now they are single file coming back to turn one just ahead of Rusty Wallace is Dale Jarrett. He's got a couple of car links on him. The scramble behind Rusty though. That's Earnhardt. Kenny Schrader nose to tail. Earnhardt has the seventh position. Kenny Schrader rides eighth behind him. They're going to stay that way as they come off the end of the straight and head across the tunnel turn. Dale Earnhardt hangs on to seventh for now. Schrader takes a peek down low in his green and white Chevy but drops back in line as he races off the tunnel turn down the straightaway. Earnhardt puts it in the middle of the racetrack, then drifts to the outside wall. Schrader looks low. Again, Earnhardt works well to the bottom, so the lane on the inside doesn't open up. They'll stay single file through three. All this battling that's ongoing is 10 seconds behind the race leader as three laps remain now to settle this Pennsylvania 500. Schrader having settled right in behind Dale Earnhardt right now. No chance to make a move for position on him, though Kenny's again deserving of some credit. He's driven the wheels off that skull bandit today. Yeah. Kenny has worked for what he's going to get here this afternoon, which will be a good finish, but he's earned it all day long. I mean, he's had to really hustle that car. He's had to come from behind a time or two when he's uh, gotten back in the pack on some of the pit stops and whatever, but for the most part, Schrader has driven about as good a race as you can drive. The situation getting down to conclusion here at Pocono this afternoon. 197 are on the board, about to put two laps to go to leader Jeff Gordon when he comes off turn number three and back into this long straightaway. He has a healthy advantage over Mark Martin. Mark Martin's got a pretty good advantage over Jeff Burton right now, the third-place car. It's about an equal distance. Actually, it's a little further, maybe than a second or so. Back to Bobby Labonte, who rides fourth. A long ways back to Dale Jarrett, who rides fifth. And Rusty Wallace right now has lost a little ground to Dale Jarrett as they all go back to turn one. All spread out among the top five. Back from Jarrett on back. The closest thing to a race. Jarrett comes into the corner after already making the pass on Rusty Wallace. Wallace now having a buffer between himself and Dale Earnhardt, the car of Bobby Hamilton. Here's Ken Schrader, though, going after Earnhardt again off turn one. Sneaks right up on the rear deck and looks for a chance on the backstretch. Trying to make a pass for the seventh position. Schrader currently rides an eighth just behind Earnhardt. Earnhardt's back bumper. Started to move to the inside, then got back up into line and follows Earnhardt across the tunnel turn. Earnhardt pours on the defense, swings to the outside of the racetrack. Schrader can't get him coming off the tunnel turn. Down the straightaway, just about dead even in terms of speed coming into turn number three. Schrader looks to the bottom. Earnhardt is there. Can't get the job done there as Gordon races to the white flag. 
Jeff Gordon crosses the start-finish line, sees the white flag, and he's got about two-thirds of a lap to go to come back to victory lane. He's in turn one. Making his final ride through turn one. Gordon on the inside of the racetrack. Let it breathe a little bit. Coming up off the bottom against the outside retaining wall with a two-second lead on Mark Martin headed to the tunnel turn. Jeff Gordon has absolutely nothing but clear racetrack ahead of him. No lap traffic, no slower traffic to deal with. Here's Gordon now moving across the tunnel turn and headed for turn three. Final tiptoe off the tunnel for Jeff Gordon as he swings it smoothly to the outside wall. Threat of feathers back on the throttle. Heads into turn number three. Back off the throttle now. Here's Gordon to the bottom of the racetrack. Tucks it right down to the white line. Jeff Gordon back on the gas, headed for the checkered flag. It'll be his fifth win of the year. The 34th of his career, and it wasn't even close. He will lead 161 of 200 laps today. Jeff Gordon wins the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono. Mark Martin finishes second. Jeff Burton third. Bobby Labonte fourth, Dale Jarrett fifth, ahead of Rusty Wallace coming home in sixth, Dale Earnhardt seventh, Ken Schrader eighth, Ernie Irvin ninth, and Michael Waltrip coming home tenth. Jeff Gordon dominates at Pocono. Well, it is all over here at Pocono Raceway. Nolo contendere, as they say in the court of law. No contest today for Jeff Gordon. No, it really wasn't. Uh, he had some guys that put a little pressure on him from time to time, but overall, that car just never faltered all day long. He was able to make a comeback a time or two when he got shuffled back in the pack and drive right back up there and take the lead. So, again, the top five, it will be Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, and Dale Jarrett. Meanwhile, down in victory lane, the celebration continues for Jeff Gordon, Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon, old Budhead is pretty strong today, 161 laps you led today. Well, I guess that's what happens when you get your butt kicked in the first race, you know. Uh, those guys, when they, when they beat us the way they did here at the last race, it just uh, you know, made my guys just go back and, and go to work. And, and uh, we came back with a strong, strong package. It wasn't any one thing. It was just a lot of things. And, uh, you know, Ray Evernham worked real hard on getting this car to handle as good as he could. And, uh, you know, we worked hard together. And then the engine shop did a great job. We brought some more horsepower back and found some speed down the straightaways. We were, we were good in the corners before, but we need a little bit more down the straightaways, and it was certainly there today. Was the car ever off at one time a segment? You, you were racing really hard with Earnhardt and those guys, but uh, it didn't look like it was ever off that much. Well, in traffic, I, I struggled just as much as anybody else. Uh, you know, if I got up behind a guy, I really pushed bad. And if they got behind me, uh, I'd get real loose. And, you know, I mean, that's a thrill about racing with Earnhardt. It's always exciting. And uh, we were having some fun out there today. And, uh, you know, it got, got pretty, pretty close there a couple times. But, uh, you know, we were able to bring it back to Victor Lane. That's what it's all about. It's your fifth win. This has to make you really feel good going to India, similar racetrack in a lot of ways. Man, I, I hope we've got a race engine like this. Uh, we, we had a great test there. And tell you, God is just blessing me and my life and, and this entire team. And I'm so fortunate and just, you know, can't thank him enough for all the blessings because it, it's just like living a dream world right now. And, and uh, you know, I'm just going to savor this one until next weekend. And uh, this is a big win for us. You know, we've, we've had a pretty good string here at Pocono, and this is one of my favorite tracks. And to pull it off the way we did today was great. Yeah, I looked it up. Since 1995, three firsts and three seconds. That ain't bad. Uh, hey, if we keep coming back here every month, that's fine with me. <laughs> Jeff Gordon wins the Pennsylvania 500, his fifth win of 1998.
take a look at the rundown. Jeff Gordon is the winner. Mark Martin finishes second. Jeff Burton runs third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. Fifth will go to Dale Jarrett. Rusty Wallace posted a sixth-place finish. Dale Earnhardt was seventh. Kenny Schrader finished eighth. Ernie Irvin comes home ninth. Michael Waltrip tenth. Sterling Marlin eleventh. John Andretti was twelfth. Darrell Waltrip picked up thirteenth. Jeff Bodine fourteenth. Ted Musgrave finished fifteenth. Chad Little was sixteenth. Joe Nemechek finished seventeenth. Jeremy Mayfield was eighteenth. Nineteenth to Jimmy Spencer. Bobby Hamilton ran twentieth. Twenty-first to Kyle Petty. 22nd to Kenny Irwin, 23rd to Derek Cope, 24th to Jeff Green, and 25th to Wally Dallenbach. Jerry Nadeau will finish 26th, Hutch Strickland 27th. Rich Bickle gets 28th place honors today. Dick Trickle was 29th, and 30th was Mike Skinner. 31st, Terry Labonte, 32nd, Robert Presley. Johnny Benson goes 33rd with uh, Ward Burton finishing 34th today. Kenny Wallace is 35th. Bill Elliott, 36th. Rick Mast will finish 37th. 38th goes to Brett Bodine. Steve Grissom is 39th. And Morgan Shepard, 40th. Ricky Craven will finish 41st. Ricky Rudd, 42nd. And first retiree today, Dave Marcus, comes home in 43rd spot. We want to thank Linda Cressman, who handled the scoring for us today. Our spotters were Charlie Cressman, David Horvath, Ricky Myers, and Joe Bolkar. The production assistants, Paul Horvath, Joe Batley, and Michelle Webb. A big thank you to the voices you heard covering today's Pennsylvania 500. Joe Moore, Fred Armstrong, Kurt Becker were out in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder on pit road and in the garage area. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Thanks for tuning in, and our congratulations to Jeff Gordon, a dominating winner in the Pennsylvania 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.